We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. That's right, we've got a long time to go in the galaxy far, far away, because it's Star Wars time here on Post Show Recaps on a long time to go. Our new Star Wars spot. Can you, can you, can you even imagine what it's like to have regular Star Wars coverage on Post Show Recaps? Well, you're going to have to imagine it. You're going to have to, you're going to have to, to believe in it. You don't need a high midi chlorian count in order to process what's about to happen. You just need a, a phone or a computer or something to play podcasts on. This is podcasting. Uh, and this is Josh Wiggler talking to you as we are delving into episode one, Star Wars episode one, the Phantom Menace, the one that started it all in a manner of speaking. Uh, and I am so excited because what we're doing here is we mentioned in the preview show last week. And if you didn't listen to that, that's fine. It was just me barfing out words for an hour. It's okay if you missed that one. I told you some stuff about me if you're interested. Uh, but if you didn't hear it, that's fine. What we're doing here on a long time to go is we're taking like one movie, one project, one Star Wars property per month and really just carving it up, getting really deep in there like a tauntaun. We're just opening it up and we're living in it and we're starting this journey in chronological order not the order in which this stuff was released we're gonna have to really work to get to that original trilogy we are starting in prequel territory we are starting with the phantom menace we're starting with uh with qui-gon jinn with darth maul with jar jar binks with watto we're starting with pod racing duel of the fates the gungans naboo and i'm starting with my boo my co-host, my co-pilot, the, the I, I would I, I cut my braid recently, but I am still his Padawan. It's the great Rob Sister Nino. Hi, Rob. How are you? I have a bad feeling about this. Uh, the negotiations to get you onto this podcast were actually pretty short. They really were. They you were, were like, okay, yeah, short. we do it. They were, yeah. they were very short. Yes. You were like, hey, yes. I'll do that. Star Wars. That's fun. Alert the Trade Federation. Oh my God. 
Taxes? What is this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so uh, happy to be here. Uh, I was so happy that you in, uh, invited me. It was a good idea, right? I, I reached out to Rob. I was like, hey, I think I've got an idea for a Star Wars podcast. And sometimes I mean, like, I can tell when you think it's not like a great idea. And you you tell yeah. me, but like you always, mm-hmm. I feel like you like work your way up towards being like, Wiggler, not this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Not this time. Uh, yes. But this one, you're like, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, train the boy. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> train the boy. <laughs> train him. You must train him. Train yes. him. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm so excited to talk about uh, Star Wars: The Phantom Menace and give all of my takes that I don't think I've ever podcast about uh, the Phantom Menace. And yeah. I'm so excited to talk about this and the Star Wars prequels, which have been very popular at my house. That my, I was going to say. Yeah, I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, and we spend a inordinate amount of time talking about the uh, Star Wars universe, the Star Wars prequels. Why did this person do this? Why did this happen? Yeah. Most of these questions, I don't know the answers to. Let me just mm. say, up top, <laughs> up top, okay, just, just a little bit of a disclaimer. I am probably, as a Star Wars fan... Like a five out of ten, a five point four, five point four. Yeah, my midi chlorian count is not twenty thousand. Okay, it's five. I do not know everything about Star Wars. I might not know everybody's race in the Star Wars universe. Everybody's name. Not necessarily know everybody's name. I may refer to a creature by what they look like. Don't drag me, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. Do not, do not at at me. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if uh, Jedi mind tricks work over the airwaves. Uh, so, <laughs> so you know, it's a, 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 an impassioned plea, not unlike uh, Queen Amidala reading yeah. Chancellor Valorum for filth, yeah, getting him uh, taken off the, taken off the supreme seat. Sure. I'm here to have fun. Yes. I hope you are too. If not, Josh has many other podcasts yeah. along the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have, I have been very clear about this that a long time to go. This is a Star Wars podcast for everybody. We're going to have comes in many flavors. We come in many flavors. We've got people who are lined up who are like outstandingly deep cut Star Wars nerds. We've got people who have seen Star Wars like a half a time. You know, some people who've like watched mm-hmm. like. You know, it on television and are now watching it for the first time and giving like very, very, very fresh takes. Yeah. Uh, including one person who will be coming on the podcast in the next few weeks whose hot take was that, uh, big, uh, Jake Lloyd Anakin Skywalker fan. Huge okay. fan. Huge fan. So we're going to have, we're going to have takes of all different yeah. sizes where the podcasts are all going to take different forms. This is going to be the recap. Rob and I are going to run through the movie. We're going to tell you what happened in the movie in case it's been a long time since you've seen the movie, or maybe mm-hmm. you're never going to watch Star Wars. And you're like, what's that all about? I want to know. We'll tell you. Mm-hmm. That's where yeah. this comes in. And we may get things wrong. And yeah. that's going to, that, for me, that's fine. That's yeah. okay. Because Rob, Josh, to me, you are perfect. And good, that, thank you. That's all I need. I recently watched the Star Wars holiday special, Josh. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> watched that recently. Um, but let me just say about this movie that this is a 
bad movie and I love it. It's both things. Both things are true. This, the movie is bad and I love it. Yes, yes, yes. So I, um, uh, as, as one of the many reasons to potentially consider signing up for the Post Show Recaps Patreon is we've got the Discord at the $10 and higher level. Uh, and in the Discord, often we watch movies together and I'll get in front of the camera and I'll watch the movie and we'll screen share and I'll do commentary throughout. And so we watched The Phantom Menace a couple of days ago. And I was like, I was beaming the entire time. Uh, yeah. I, I was smiling so much. It was so bad. It's not a good movie. There's so much of it that's actively boring too. Uh, yeah. and, and the dialogue is ridiculous. And some of the, there's some problems. Some of it's problematic for sure. Uh, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Sim- simultaneously, oh, because though, the the girl is like uh, 15 years old and she has the hots for like an eight year old. It's a little weird. That's yeah. a little strange. It's uh, one of the things. Yeah, that's that's a little odd. I also. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Okay. You know, I think uh, my biggest issue is coming up in a few minutes. So we'll we'll get there when 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 we get there uh, in terms of like my biggest problems with the movie. Um, but I, I mentioned this on on the preview show on the first outing here for a long time to go that I have seen The Phantom Menace more times than I could uh, shake my fist at. I saw it 10 mm-hmm. times in theaters and I have no idea how many times. Wow. Since then. Yeah, I'm sick. It was yeah. gross. Yeah, I was in seventh grade or eighth grade or something like that. Rob, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is right down the lane for me. What? How yeah. you were? Yeah. You're like you're like four or five years older than I am. So you were like a, yeah. a, a teenager. You're getting ready to go off to college, probably around the time, right? So uh, I actually was in college during this time. And the thing that people have to remember about this, who are coming in, uh, that uh, looking at this, we were so. Hungry for Star Wars, uh, that this was the first new Star Wars movie in 16 years. Yeah. And for many people, it was the first new Star Wars movie of their lives. Yeah. Other than like, uh, there they, was so much hype. They there put was those so movies much back in theaters like, hey, these are newish. Yeah. Like, oh, for like that. two years straight, yeah. uh, there was just nonstop hype of episode one. People were waiting for it. And they had like the trailer on the good. Today Show. Katie Couric was yeah. like, hey, you want to know about this? I remember well, that because my mom watched Today. They re-released the original trilogy in 1997, the 20-year uh, anniversary of Star Wars. And they put out the new... Uh, the, anniversary. They put, they put, yeah, they, they put out the newer versions of the three that were sort of like touched up, like director's cut. They put in all the weird stuff of... Greedo shot first and, you know, extended dancing at Jabba I the Hutt's Palace. McClunky came later, though, when he <laughs> then decided to bellow McClunky yeah. as yeah, he shot later. at Han. Yeah. He, that came on Disney Plus. Yeah. And then so there was so much hype. And then that was sort of like it. And guess what? Summer 1999, The Phantom Menace is going to drop. Yeah. Uh, the hottest single of the the song of the summer is on its way, and my guy Rob Sesternino, huge huge Trekkie, I know loved loved that next gen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. where where were you at on on Star Wars? Were you just like a human on Earth, and that meant that like you had been exposed to Star Wars and you loved Star Wars, or what? Yeah, I, I, I was a kid who grew up in the eighties, so I had like a million like Kenner. Star Wars action figures. Uh, the one that I remember most, I had like the uh, Jabba the Hutt playset. Uh, oh yeah, which, that was good. Uh, had like a uh, Jabba the Hutt sat on a thing, which opened up to it was there was no Rancor pit, but it did it did open up. Did not have Bid Fortuna, but 
had uh, basically like people had you would go to somebody's house and they had like a case and they had like a million Star Wars Kenner action figures. And so the movies would be on a lot, rerun a, a ton, especially like I feel like Return of the Jedi was on uh, quite a bit. And so it was just like the Star Wars were sort of just like ubiquitous in pop culture for all of this time. And there was three movies. There wasn't like a, a ton of other sort. And sure, in the 90s, you could have gotten into like all of like the, the books and all this other stuff. I did not get to that level of fandom, but it was like, okay, this is it. This is the next Star Wars movie. Right. Um, and, and did you, did you know it was bad? Cause you're yeah, older than I was. was and so like maybe you would have sensed that before I did. Cause I was a kid. And I was like, adore the fates. And yeah. you know, everybody I, I was just disappointed. Needed to see that. Yeah. Everybody was mad. Um, <laughs> I did go see it a second time in the theater after I had been like reading a bunch of stuff on the internet about it. And I think I liked it more after a second viewing, but really where I ended up seeing it a million times was the following summer. That my friend Floyd, who I lived with in a flop house, I in love Oswego, hearing about New York. Floyd. I love yeah, hearing about he, Floyd. He had the Phantom Menace on VHS. So that was one of the few movies that we had, and it would be on just on loop. Yeah, and you just just to have on the background because, like, what else are you going to put on? Come home from the bar, put on Phantom Menace. So mm-hmm. in the middle of yeah. the day, what are we watching? Put on the Phantom Menace. Now, would you fast forward or would you no. start from the jump? I mean, just pick up like hit hit play on whatever the, okay, the sure, tape yeah. was, and then when he got to the end, go back to the beginning. Rewinds, okay. So that wow, yeah. So I mean, it's like very much like times a flat circle type stuff. Now yeah. you're, you know, you live with you live with Phantom Menace, you live with the prequels, Star Wars Evolves, Star Wars becomes the new trilogy, the sequel trilogy. In this time, you're changing, you're evolving. Mm-hmm. Uh, a sequel trilogy or a sequel duology is born in the form of your sons, who I know are both uh, into Star Wars. Uh, yes, very much I, so. And, and I and I wonder because uh, I know that you watched at least Phantom Menace with with Dominic, right? Yes, yes. And no, and, and how was it filtering? Okay, so he know he's seen them all. We we've started to go into the J.J. Uh, Abrams uh, sequel uh, trilogy now. Wow. Okay. Uh, and how how has it been like to like revisit this through the lens of of a, of a of a young? I love it. Yeah, it's fun to it's fun to go back uh, through it and look at it with a fresh set of eyes because he doesn't know that anything is bad. He's like, oh, okay, this is it, this is it, and he yeah. looks at it like if you were like showing him like the History Channel. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, these are this is all like you know real a, a factual story that happened. Like, this is all it's very much canon, very yeah. much like okay, uh, I want to know about this, I want to know about this. He has a ton of questions, and it's you know very fun way to go back and it's like a fresh set of eyes to look at all this. Uh, when we go through the episode, when we go through episode one, I would, I would mm-hmm. love to know any hot takes your son has. I think this is a fun aspect of this, Rob, is like, what is, what is a, a single digit kid thinking mm-hmm. of the prequels as we go through? I think, uh, yeah, that's, I a, mean, that's a fun take to get on the board. Uh, we can get into that. A lot of times he just parrots back something that I already said and then uh, like, okay, uh, yeah. repeats it as his own thought. So he's stealing your material. Yeah, he's looking for approval. Yeah, got so, it, got it, got uh, it. That, But he's very, very into it, the whole thing. All right. I require no approval uh, to to start the negotiations with the Trade Federation. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to crawl through the Phantom Menace. Is there anything you want to say before we start getting into the story of the film, Rob? No, I think we can uh, get into it as we uh, go through. Uh, you know, I, actually, the one other thing I would add is that, you know, I, I just think that, like, 
looking at all of this stuff through the lens of like, oh, like we have the Mandalorian now. And I just feel like that the John Favreau and his team, like it's almost like that they have like cracked the code of like, oh, this is what Star Wars is, is supposed to be. This is like, uh, you know, that they're able to very much like go through it. And it's like, okay, this, this can exist in this universe. This is too lame and corny. This should not be in this universe. And I just think that they have such a good like understanding. I think it almost makes it like even easier to spot the things in both the prequel trilogy and in the sequel trilogy. Uh, I do not care for the sequel. We're not trilogy. touching them. We're not touching them. I, I know. The- I'm just saying I, I don't care for it. Stay I, away. I, I wish- what, I, I'm, I'm just I'm force pushing should. them out of here. Yes. Yeah, but you go away. Uh, I, and I, I have uh, some theories that, um, that they should just redo them all and let Favreau make them. <laughs> Throw them all out. Throw them out, not canon. And then continue wow. on Mandalorian. Wow. To, uh, like, uh, and l- let's finish out the, like, Make, who, who says no? Yeah. Who says no, Josh? Disney yeah. makes three new movies. John Favreau directs all new sequel trilogy coming uh, in two years. All right. Well, uh, who we says are, no? We are calling Who's for out? we are calling for feedback. We will have a feedback show coming up a couple weeks from now. Star Wars mm-hmm. at postshowrecaps.com. What do you think? Cancel the sequel trilogy. Start over. Is Rob on to something? And let us yeah. know what you think about any of the other takes that we have here. Mulligan. Mulligan. Yes. Do over. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, there's no doing over, no uh, poo doing over the the film that we are about to talk about here, the Star Wars, the Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you how it begins. As, as always, the, the uproarious John Williams score, opening crawl, uh, which I'll... That's you, good. You watched uh, the Star Wars, Clone Wars, a little bit of that, right? You've seen yep. with... with uh, you know how they always do like the announcer voice at the start of each episode mm-hmm. to tell you like uh, drama and the High Republic and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and do that here with the opening crawl. You ready? This is what okay. I've got. Okay. Turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. The taxation of trade routes to outlying star systems is in dispute. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships, the Greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to the small planet of Naboo, while the Congress of the Republic endlessly debates this alarming chain of events. The Supreme Chancellor has secretly dispatched two Jedi Knights, the Guardians of Peace and Justice in the Galaxy, to settle the conflict. How was that? Was it close? It's pretty close. It was uh, right. You know, I, I don't know it. Uh, you know, super great. That is trying. It was good was enough trying. for me. Yeah. I was trying. I was trying. Um, the movie does begin with the tax dispute. Yeah. First <laughs> off, I, I don't understand any of the politics of uh, anything, uh, but also the uh, Star Wars universe. So mm. you know, we get a lot in the prequel trilogy about the Galactic Senate, the inner workings of all of this stuff what the hell is the trade federation like yeah uh, can you give me the like what is the if you were going to like sort of like uh map this to my limited understanding of the planet earth what is the trade federation amazon.com so what what is the trade federation i want to i want to give a huge shout out to to both brendan fitzpatrick and the great ben behind the curtain the ben kenobi behind the curtain ben martell who are uh hooking us up with notes along the way here for a long time to go sure and ben martell describes the trade federation as the irs but with battleships uh, so it's the Internal Revenue Service, but with battleships is Why? how Ben Why? describes the, the Trade the, the Federation. The Galactic Republic seems to have 
no sort of defenses whatsoever. Uh, it seems like that they like that we have a problem. Okay, send in. Uh, we got uh, fourteen Jedi. Send them mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Uh, like there's no military response at all. Not from, yet. Like we're, yeah, we're gonna, that's yet. why we have to. We're building a clone army. But in the meantime, somehow the tr- Trade Federation is armed to the gills. Yes. Yet the Galactic Republic seems to have no military spending w- whatsoever going on here. I believe it's the Gungans with the gills, uh, just to correct the record on that. Uh, the Trade Federation lacks gills. At least we don't have any uh, concrete proof that they can, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they can breathe underwater. Um, it's a fair question and and also and also just the the, i think the very broad why you know just like why so dumb uh and also like the the planet naboo is like uh they they are completely reliant on trade that uh like what is the industry on naboo that they Uh, they, i uh, am to understand that they uh they deal in plasma Plasma. Okay. I don't really they know tr- that much about it, but I'm to understand that the plasma, plasma is their primary for, resource. For goods. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they can't get any goods there for their very lavish uh, lifestyle on Naboo. Yeah. yeah. They are living. It, it feels pretty large. Yeah. Uh, I hate Naboo. Naboo. It's, uh-huh. the, it's the dumbest <laughs> planet that every like who's designing everything every mm. room in naboo they come in like uh, all right what do you want to do here okay how about uh let's go all marble yeah. 200 foot ceiling yeah opulence um, but yeah it's don't very you, is lush that a little, life yeah, on naboo. is that a little opulent no no yeah yeah like uh, yeah well, just don't let I, any of the frog people in here Whatever i don't you do uh, yeah they are not allowed inside of our opulent palace uh so th- we we start off on this ship, right? Uh, it's the it's this huge ship that's blocking Naboo, and so let's send some Jedi who are guardians. Two, of, yeah. two, two Jedi, a, a couple, a couple of Jedi, a master and an apprentice, who are uh, guardians of both peace and justice. Uh, I'll have you know, uh, and the Trade Federation dudes, uh, Newt Gunray and Rune Hako or Hako. Uh, mm-hmm. So Newton Rune. Newt's like, listen, I don't know why you're all so upset. This is this blockade is perfectly legal. Uh, yeah. And like, that is what you say when like what you're doing is totally above board. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the problem. This is legal. This is perfectly legal. It's a perfect uh, blockade. Yeah, perfect blockade. They're fine to receive Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. They're like, just go into that room over there. Drink some tea from this, you know, this C-3PO looking person. Uh, mm-hmm. You can just hang out in the boardroom. We're just going to talk privately to ourselves. And then, like, the uh, new Gunray and Rune Heiko, like, very quickly, they're like, we got to call the, we got to, we got to call the Sith Lord. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's our secret boss? Can I give another hot take? Uh, yeah, of course. I think Qui Gon Jinn is a bad Jedi. <laughs> yeah, he has terrible reads on everything. You know, Obi Wan says to him, <laughs> uh, Master, I have a bad feeling about this. He's yeah. like, mm, eh, I don't feel anything. I don't think, nothing, I don't think this is this year. I don't, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. Is this is a hot take or a hoth take, which is a cold take. Yeah. Uh, is it, is it hot or hoth? I, I'm not sure. Like, I, I do think that there's a lot of points along the way where, where Qui-Gon could probably improve. And I think Obi-Wan's legacy will, will be stronger yeah. than, than Qui-Gon's in the, in the, in the long haul. But Obi-Wan throughout a lot of this is like, I don't feel good about this. I yeah, think this, this is going to be bad. Bad decision. Like, no, trust me, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Shut up, kid. I got this. Get in the back. <laughs> I'm driving. Um, yeah. The the Trade Federation uh, folks are going to talk to uh, 
Darth Sidious. Uh, he's the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. I believe this this is this is the titular Phantom Menace. Though there there are many theories about who is the true Phantom Menace. Uh, I think there I are. Feel, yeah, well, uh, you know, there's interpretations. Is it Darth Maul? Is it Darth Sidious? Oh, the the, the name, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then there's there's the long running theory that Jar Jar Binks was being set up to be the true Phantom Menace, and I don't mean that as a joke. I, there are theories out there that yeah. Jar Jar Binks was originally going to be the bad guy of the prequels, which would have mm-hmm. been a lot. That would have been a lot. They really needed to do it differently in this first one. They should have done that. Yeah, uh, maybe they can do that in the in the rebooted sequels. They'll have Jar Jar come back like Cyborg Jar yeah. Jar. They should have brought him back. Yeah, old man Jar Jar. Uh, <laughs> instead of uh, Palpatine, Jar Jar's Ray's father. That would have been uh, better. Spoilers. Yeah, I think that would have been good. Uh, so it couldn't be worse. So they're so they're talking to this guy, and it's like I feel like I've seen this guy before, right? Mm-hmm. Like because I've seen other Star Wars movies. Got the hood on. Uh, I feel like uh, I recognize this guy, and so the guy is like, "All right, well, the Jedi are there. You're in trouble, and you may as well just like up the timeline, just like move in on Naboo." And they're like, "Ah." I'm a little concerned that we're breaking the law. The Darth Sidious says, "Nah, uh, this is, this will be legal because I'm going to make it legal." Yeah. Uh, so he's going to he's going to legalize. That legal? Yeah. Is that legal? And I love says, the viceroys. Yeah. He says, "I will make it legal." Uh, like the seafood. He, yeah. Did he? I don't uh, know if he made it legal. Well, you know, he kind of goes a long way towards uh, getting some some power along the way, but I don't want to spoil too much. That's that's further down the line. Uh, so they're going to like, okay, so we're going to land on Naboo and also toast the Jedi. Get rid of those guys. So mm-hmm. they're going to try and get rid of them. And this is a scene in which you find out that... Uh, that the Jedi have some some powers that were not previously displayed in yeah. prior Star Wars movies. Probably, uh, you know, big, you know, exciting moment in the theater when Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon take out their lightsabers and start fighting the battle droids. They gas them. And mm-hmm. then uh, when they gas them, uh, like they, they gas them for like two seconds. And then they say like, uh, oh, they must be dead by now. Let's go in there. They really don't wait. They really just like, you know, we get to, we start seeing the, the droid cause, uh, these little droids who, you know, the Roger, Roger, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the strange little, little, little guys. He's like Snoopy looking robots. Yeah. I like those uh, guys. Yeah. Of course. They're great on the Clone Wars. They've really grown on me as I've been watching more Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of personality in the animated series. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you yeah. almost kind of feel bad sometimes when they, when they die. They get smashed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like Qui Gon and Obi Wan, like, uh, I don't know how they got that lung capacity. Who am I to speculate? Uh, but they are able to like, they are able to just hold their breaths for very long periods of time. Uh, they're like totally fine. They come out, they're okay. And then they start fighting and then they got to get out of there in a hurry after Qui-Gon Jinn's trying to like melt his way through the door and yeah. the Viceroy's wait, wait, freaking yeah. out. No way. When Qui-Gon Jinn is like putting like, he's like melting the, the door down. Now, how hot must the handle of the lightsaber be at that point? Yeah, probably toasty. Unless it is like some sort of are the are the handles of a lightsaber probably have to be temperature resistant to you would some think degree. So, but he's like holding it right up against like molten uh, metal. Got to be part of the test, part of the trials. Uh, Maybe. We'll have to have Maybe. we'll have to have someone write in. Do, do they ever explain how Jedi can deal with the temperatures of a lightsaber? Star Wars at postshowrecaps.com, Let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going to try and like melt the door. 
They're like, ah, it's taking too long. We got to run. We got to split. And they run mm-hmm. so fast. They, so fast. They force dash. Force dashing, uh, I don't know if it gets introduced here in terms of like the Star Wars canon or yeah. if it's just the first time it's uh, in films, but it was in books and stuff before. I don't know. But they force dash. And I remember it took me a long time to be okay with this. It's like, that's too fast. That Very fast. Very dangerous, that so run. The running never bothered me, but they do like a jump here where there's like some like... um like death defying like 40 foot leaps like up and down that in in this movie where uh when they they've gone into the ventilation shaft yeah yeah uh, great line. and then they yeah. like jump they jump down like uh it looks like a like a 40 or 50 foot drop that oh obi-wan kenobi and qui-gon just like uh drop down into like the hangar bay you'd think they'd get shin splints at the least you know they'd be like out you know, but they, they really do drop from that great height. They're totally fine. They're like, well, mm-hmm. let's just sneak on one of these invasion ships and get down to Naboo. Yeah. And Obi-Wan, very cheeky, this Ewan McGregor. You were right about one thing. The negotiations were short. Uh, yeah, I got him. Boom, Same. roasted. Yeah. You, you did it. Uh, we cut to, to Naboo, and we're in the heart of opulence here. Uh, oh, as- my God. As we're with Queen Amidala and her advisors, including uh, C.O. Bibble. That's her, yeah. that's her number one advisor. He's going to be the guy who keeps calling her later, being like, you must contact me. You yeah. must call me back. Stop declining my calls. Yeah. Uh, I hate Naboo so much. It's, 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 it's the, dumbest, the dumbest planet. That every time that I watch this movie, it infuriates uh, me so much. Mm-hmm. Why does Queen Amidala mm. need to wear five million different elaborate outfits? In it looks every, good. And, and, it looks cool. Are, like, why does she, she's like, uh, what, what is this planet where it's like, oh, invasion. Hold on, everybody. I need a new Luke right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luke. Yeah, I am your Luke, father. My Luke yeah. Skywalker. No, uh, yeah. excuse, hold on. Stop. I'm going to walk out of this meeting. I'll be right back. I got to come back in a whole different ensemble. Okay. This is just a certain expectation level of like, uh, you really got to bring it. You know, what is this uh, planet where, all right, uh, the ruler of our planet, uh, which uh, claims to be a democracy. Uh, which 14 year old girl is going to run the entire planet? I have, okay, I let's have vote. a. I have a theory about the the costuming, which yes. is uh, because they deal in uh, in in all of these different like uh, all these different people who pose as the queen, right? So if you cake them in makeup and like put the like all of, like the fancy stuff on, then you can't tell which one's Kira Knightley and which one's Natalie Portman. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I, like, it's like, I can say, oh, Rob, look, there's lots of cultures where they're decorative garb for their leader. Okay. Fine. Fine. But why the nine million costume changes? It's like, this is the queen uniform. Cause it's fine. She wears this all the time. Action and there's figures. like scenes. She comes back and it's like they cut between like one scene to the next, completely made over, completely yeah. different look from. One moment to the next. It's like, uh, okay, all right, we have to go down to this planet. Hold on, I need four hours of, uh, like, uh, get my get my wardrobe together. That I'm gonna be in makeup. Uh, can you get can you get the white paint? I think that there's some question about how much time is passing over the course of this Naboo portion because mm-hmm. they're also gonna go through the planet core mm-hmm. uh, over the course of what appears to be a 20 minute fishing trip. 
yeah. and that feels like uh, too fast. So I wondered a couple days, a couple days mm-hmm. during this invasion, that maybe it would explain the costume change to to some degree. But uh, she's getting the call. She's like, wait. wait. Then uh, Senator Palpatine's like, an invasion. Well, I haven't. I certainly didn't order this. Uh, this is yeah. Sir, Senator Palpatine. Sheev, Sheev Palps. Did you know his yeah. name is Sheev Palpatine? He seems like a Sheev. Yeah, looks like a Sheev. Uh, and then he blimps out, he blinks out, and everyone's like, whoa, what's going down? And uh, we lost all communications, mm-hmm. uh, says C.O. Bibble, and he says it can only mean one thing, invasion. Uh, and so you, c- you cut to the invasion, and the invasion is happening, and the droidicas are unfolding, and the invasion of Naboo is happening, and uh, and, and uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are there, and they get... Uh, they get uh, separated from each other, yeah. and Qui-Gon almost gets hit. Uh, but thankfully, he meets up with with Jar Jar Binks, local Gungan, local yes. Gungan Jar Jar Binks, who's going to show up, and uh, he's, he's going to get his life saved by Qui-Gon Jinn, and uh, no one is a bigger Qui-Gon Jinn fan than the great Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Oh, you saved me. You uh, saved he, me. Yeah, he owes you a life debt now. He says, oh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, moi moi, I love you, is what he says. Uh, and now he is, he is team Qui-Gon for the rest of his dates. Uh, yeah. and, and meanwhile, like he's, he's lavish, he's lavishing praise upon Qui-Gon Jinn, Jar Jar Binks. Uh, while Qui-Gon is being really kind of, uh, a jerk, he's like, oh, you're brainless. Just because you can speak, because, uh, Jar Jar's like, I'm not brainless, I speak. Uh, yeah. and Qui-Gon says, just because you speak doesn't mean you're intelligent. It's like, what are you doing? This is a, this is a person. He seems like a really totally nice guy, and you're just calling him a dummy to his face. Is this the Jedi way? Yeah. Uh, not, not cool, Qui-Gon. Ah, word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's very rude. It's very it's rude. Very, indeed. It's very, very rude. And yeah, everybody is uh, terrible to Jar Jar Banks, and uh, understandably, yes. But at no point does anybody ever say to him in this whole movie, "All right, Jar Jar, we got it from here." Yeah, you do yeah. not need to accompany us every step of the way on this adventure. Yeah, I think we can, we can, uh, if, if you want us, if you want to, uh, shepherd us through the planet core, make sure we get there safe and sound. That's good. And then go a different way. Um, mm-hmm. but they never really do that. Jar Jar instead is just hooked in for the rest of the ride. Even Jar Jar gets to like really it's- see the Tatooine sights while Obi-Wan's stuck on, uh, yeah, guard yeah, duty. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there, but yeah. it's, it's insane. Defend the base. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, hey, amphibious creature. uh, Yeah. We we need you on this jaunt through the desert. Yeah. Maybe they're trying Uh, to kill him. Yeah, it's possible. It's like, that's one way to get rid of him. And so Jar Jar's going to join up with the crew. And he's like, all right, well, uh, the droids are out. We got to go for cover because this is intense. How about this? Let's go to Gunga City. This is where I'm from. Excuse me. It's a secret city. Uh, and so he, he's gonna say, all right, well, y- you gotta hold your breath. You Jedi got lung capacity? And they're like, well, we do, but not that much. Uh, and so they have like, they walk around with these very handy, uh, yeah, what devices. What the hell is this? What the, uh, that the Jedi just, uh, just in case, so the uh, Obi-Wan and, and Qui-Gon Jinn. They're this is like the instrument that Snoopy mission. plays, right? Yeah. You know, when yeah. he's like, the, bang, bang, you but, know, they, it's what they put on their mouths and they're able to breathe underwater. So, 
They're on a diplomatic mission to go speak with the Trade Federation. They get their ship gets blown up. They get separated. Luckily, in their trusty Jedi utility belt, mm. they happen to have the portable scuba equipment. Maybe they figure, look, stuff could go bad with the Trade Federation. That Newt Gunray can be a real piece of work. Uh, yeah. if you're close to Naboo, if all things go poorly, go swim yeah. and find the Gunga people. Uh, and you may want this so, to, it's like a pocket scuba gear. One of my questions that I had after watching even uh, Star Wars A New Hope recently is, is there a Jedi utility belt in the same way that Batman has yeah. his trusty utility belt? Uh, not to get too far ahead into Star Wars A New Hope, but Luke Skywalker, uh, coming straight from Mos Eisley Cantina, yeah. uh, boards the Death Star and is, uh, reaches to, to his belt for, oh, grappling hook. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like where it's where like these- Austin with the floss too. It's like very strong. He's very he's is very sturdy. Uh, yeah. yeah. You wonder what they're hooked up with because uh, mm-hmm. the you know it's part of the outfit. I feel like they've got they got the robes, deep pockets in those robes too. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, you never, a lot of gadgets. You got no idea what's in there. Uh, mm-hmm. They're gonna swim to to Gunga City. This is my first big problem with the Phantom Menace, yeah. Rob. Uh, they're like at the start of a lake and then suddenly they are like, uh, they like take two feet and now they are suddenly like, it's a very small lake and now suddenly like they are in front of like this sprawling underwater empire in like five seconds. How is mm-hmm. that possible? Is, is this a, is this a thing? Maybe they yada yada the swimming. Uh, maybe they, I, I always thought that was so, there's some continuity stuff in the movie that, that, uh, a bigger one is coming up in, in a moment, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, I remember like st- still like watching this when I was a kid, just like kind of being awestruck by it. And like the music is really good. Uh, and then they can walk through like the bubble walls. Although that seems very unsafe. It feels very- like anyone could just walk in. So implausible. The whole Gungan, uh, empire. Like these yeah. people are frog people of that they, uh, seem like they're, they're riding around on dinosaurs, but yes. also that they have uh, a whole underwater civilization yes that is uh like a big open floor plan for the gungans uh, uh under the water and they have like these uh, like force field technology which is incredible and there are also just uh, i i cannot hold these two things in my mind at the same time how are the gungans able to do this they seem so advanced in some ways and so Uncivilized in, others, in yeah. other ways. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure who's uh, who's like the 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 Gungan cabin masters guys that we have to mm-hmm. talk to. Uh, I would yeah. love to. I would love to speak with them and find out. Uh, uh, there is a person named Jedi in main cabin masters. So perhaps uh, okay. Jedi is working on this. Uh, so they go to they go to Gunga City. Uh, Jar Jar is instantly like, "Oh shit! I'm not supposed to be here. I forgot." Uh, I got kicked out of here. And Car- Captain Tarples, who has like a, a bits of frog face that serve as sort of like mm-hmm. a mustache of sorts. I love yeah. Captain Tarples. Captain good, Tarples good is like, Jar Jar, what are you doing? Oh, you're not supposed to be here, Jar Jar. Yeah. I told you, you were told not to come back. And so they get brought in front of they Boss Nass. Used to go into the bosses. Yeah. Yeah. Boss Nass. Boss Nass. Love Boss Nass. Who is a, a favorite of mine. I told this story during the watch along. 
uh, that Boss Nass reminds me a lot of a friend of mine's dad, uh, who, uh, who, Mr. Took, Nass. Who, yeah, who took, to, who took us to see Phantom Menace a bunch. She was really sick. He, he passed away shortly after the movie came out. And like, he kind of reminded me, like, physically, like, visually, he, he looked like Boss Nass to some degree. Like, I couldn't separate the two of them out. Uh, and so I've always had a real soft spot in my place for, in my heart for Boss Nass. I think Boss Nass, uh, probably like a top three Phantom Menace character for me. Uh, I just love <laughs> because he's guy. like, oh, yeah, just, uh, he's just like, uh, full on like the, the Chris Farley of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Uh, fat Gungan and little coat. Fat Gungan like little Nabu. coat. No, he hates Naboo. Uh, hates Naboo. Doesn't What's care the about here? the Naboo. What's he doesn't care about here? the invasion. Yeah. Uh, there, look, I think, uh, you talked about how Gunga City is fairly opulent, of course, in Naboo. I think that they're so smart. Maybe Naboo is very opulent too, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and maybe it's because they're like, they're having like some competition over who's got the, the cooler setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're not thrilled about that. Boss Nass doesn't care. He's like, I don't care what's happening with the invasion. I want to, I don't. I don't need to know yeah. about any of that. What do you? What do we? What do you need me for? Yeah. In fairness, uh, as of the Phantom Menace, there is no Gungan representation on the, the uh, uh, on the Senate Galactic Senate side for you. Yeah, right. It's all Naboo people. Yes, all Naboo all the time. Uh, no, no Gungans yet. We'll fix that one day. Well, fix is an interesting word. <laughs> uh, we'll just that. Yeah. Uh, Qui-Gon is going to be able to uh, do a Jedi mind trick on Boss Naz. He's like, um, I know you don't care about the Naboo. Give us, give me a, give me a car, right? Like, give me a boat. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, yeah, I want to go through the planet core. And the planet core is, I guess the core of, of Naboo is, is liquid, is water. It's just ocean planet. That's kind of neat. Uh, and he's like, yeah, you can go through there. Uh, and then, uh, they're about to find out that like Jar Jar is about to get in huge trouble. And Qui Gon is the one who's like, we'll take him, we'll take Jar Jar. Like if you're just gonna, if you're just gonna, if you're out on Jar Jar, you're just gonna throw him out again. We'll take Jar Jar. He's gonna be punished. Yeah, punished. Uh, so he's gonna punish Jar Jar. Josh, what did Jar Jar do? I don't know. What did he, what, what what did he do? I mean, we're all like, oh, they're being so mean to him, but really, yeah. I mean, he might have done something really effed up. Yeah, uh, he crashed Boss Nass's submarine. Uh, is that he, canon? Yeah, yeah. It appears to be. It appears okay. to be that he uh, he crashed Boss Nass's Hayblipper submarine. Mm-hmm. Uh, How many people died? I don't know. They don't say. It's a PG movie, so maybe mm-hmm. they're keeping that uh, detail uh, mm-hmm. out of it. Um, but I think Boss Nass probably liked his Hayblipper submarine. He's pissed at Jar Jar, and who knows what mm-hmm. else? Like maybe that was the final straw. And Qui Gon's like, "All right, we'll take him." Uh, and Obi-Wan's like, really? You want to take this guy? Mm-hmm. And Quagga's like, shut up, kid. I've got, mm-hmm. I, I know what's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking him. I'm happy. Uh, and so they're gonna, they're gonna, uh, go through the planet core. This is the whole, uh, there's always a bigger fish. Uh, do you like the planet core scene? No, no. And I can't believe they do the, it's, there's always a bigger fish bit. Twice, yeah, they, they get do, chased right? by a fish, and then that fish gets eaten by a fish, and then they do the same exact bit from the Empire Strikes Back of like, oh wait, 
like, uh, we're about to get eaten by this fish. Let's get out of here. And yeah. then another giant dinosaur fish eats the fish that's chasing them twice. Yeah. 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 Well, these movies rhyme. Haven't you heard that? These movies rhyme with each other. So, mm-hmm. uh, this is a, this is a call forward to, to the Empire Strikes Back, perhaps. Oh, but they did it twice. But they did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> You voted for me twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. the, you did yeah. the big fish and routine twice. Just, what the hell does Obi-Wan Kenobi do of like, oh, oh, we're out of power. And then he like hot wires the car and then, oh, the power is back on. Yeah. Obi-Wan's very resourceful. Did they I, take I, some damage from the, the getting chased by the fish? Maybe Boss Nass hooked them up with a bad boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, I'll just, you know, uh, he Jedi mind tricked me, but he didn't tell me like the quality of boat he was looking for this mm-hmm. is not the boat you're looking for yeah uh, so maybe you gave him a bad boat okay yeah uh and because maybe there's uh i don't know Obi- obi-wan's showing some gumption here right this is gonna be a guy who's gonna live on a desert planet all alone for a long time so you know we're just planting the sure. flag here this is a resourceful resourceful young man stuff. yeah you can hotwire stuff he'd be right at home on dom toretto's turf uh obi-wan with the with the family Mm -hmm. i think he'd be he'd be very good uh so they they go through the planet core they're gonna go to to naboo uh we're we're gonna see that the the droids have invaded the city they've captured queen amidala who is she in a is has there been a costume change have you noticed this at this point multiple multiple multiple, i I, I should have counted as i think this might be costume two or three at this point for the feedback show, if you want to let us know how many costume changes, Star Wars at postshowrecaps.com. Mm-hmm. We'd love to know. Um, yeah. So, uh, Nuke Gunray is like, all right, so we're here. You know, uh, we've yeah. landed and like, you know, you could, you could fight, you could resist, but also like, you could probably just say like, sign this treaty. Uh, let the, let us invade. This is, you know, let us, let us occupy, make this just like an above board thing. And Queen Amidala is not having any of it. Um, and I don't know mm-hmm. if this is actually, I believe this is Kira Knightley. So technically it's not Queen Amidala. Yeah. Uh, this is the, were you ever, were you trying to track when's it Kira Knightley and when's it Natalie Portman? Not really. Yeah. There's some times where you can really tell. And then other times it's a, it's a, it's a little trickier. It's always mm-hmm. easy when Natalie Portman is in the room very clearly as Natalie Portman. <laughs> but otherwise, when it's yeah. uh, if she's not present in sort of Padme handmaiden mode, uh, I think it can be it can be tough to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this part always annoyed me. So Qui Gon and Obi Wan and Jar Jar show up, and they're on like this overpass, and the droids and Newt Gunray are walking Queen Amidala and Co Bibble yeah. and the whole crew, yeah. and Captain Panaka, who I love. Uh, He's great. They're walking them through. And Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are like at this overpass and they look down and then they walk like three feet. But then the camera angle changes and they have suddenly like traveled like 30 feet in front of everybody into a different overpass. And it just Mm -hmm. never made any sense to me. And it's hard for me to exactly articulate what I'm talking about. But if you watch that scene again, I feel like it's impossible to not see. (laughs) Uh, Very bugs me quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But it seems like that a lot of your gripes with the movie comes from like uh, weird stuff like that. Yeah. Continuity of like uh, Mm -hmm. people like uh, are like standing on one side and then they're like uh, move. They move too fast. I can't be objective about like the characters and like the set pieces and stuff because like Mm -hmm. I was such an idiot kid and I'm still now I'm an idiot adult and I like I've never like got past my nostalgia for it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I, like I know that there's issues. I know that there's things that are dumb and bad, but like. It was kind of fun for me. And I, and I think like similar to you with like the VHS thing that you were talking about, it's just on in the background. Like, I don't know if it was on in the background necessarily for me so much as it was, uh, it was just like kind of like ever present in conversation and you walked mm-hmm. away from it and you just kept reciting lines from it and like mm-hmm. you just kept thinking about it. And so like it's kind of like just like morphed into like, uh, like background thinking. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like the, when you when you have something that like you just kind of like uh, you can walk around, you can like see the movie in your head almost. It's sort of sort of what this one's like for me. Um, Qui Gon and Obi Wan they're gonna drop down. They're gonna save Queen Amidala. They uh, there's a cool yeah. uh, force push of one of the droids, and it makes this like sort of like uh, sonic droid uh, bark noise. Or it's like yeah, Bruh! I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Josh, can we just talk about like? How feckless is the Naboo Defense Department? Like, does Naboo feckless. have a- any defenses? Like, they seem to have like some sort of like a uh, you know space force of like uh, that they can seemingly like they can launch you know twenty fighters uh, uh-huh. from the hangar bay, but uh, there seems to be almost no pushback from the to the droid army. Yeah, uh, they are able to take you know Amidala into custody very quickly you know well, it's like that they're like they're they're saying like basically yes uh, all right we, we're, we're gonna go all in on like we'll have five copies of the queen that's yeah. it that's our plan that's their plan if anything bad happens we that's got, it let's see if they can figure out which one we got a you whole know, shell game going on it's like the the game with the with, you got the cups and there's the ball and where which cups it under that's the that's the <laughs> strategy uh <laughs> yeah Saddam so, Hussein tried the same strategy. Yeah. They don't have, uh, they don't have, it doesn't seem like they have any defense system in place. Uh, you'll see at the end of the movie, right? Like, uh, everybody that they're leaning on, Dungeons. you know, there's some pilots, you know, they've got some pilots. There's some pilots. Yeah. 21 pilots. But that, that's about it. You know, they've got the pilots and then, and then like the Gungans are like, we'll take care of it. Like, yeah. God, like, Boss Nass is like, you idiots, fine. We'll take care yeah. of it. Gungans could have taken over all of Naboo. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't. Uh, maybe because that's why Queen Amidala was like, Boss Nass, you did great. I'll give you the plasma trophy at the end. You it's can like, get done. You can have the big sphere. Yeah, and so he's like, yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, that's Wado. He's coming. <laughs> it's uh, a similar voice. Yeah, he goes, oh, I got it. Yeah, uh, so he's he's going to, he's going to, we'll, we're, we're putting him on ice for a minute. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, they're going in. Qui-Gon's going to try and Jedi mind trick some droids. He's like, we're taking these prisoners to Coruscant. And then the droid mm-hmm. says, where are you taking them? And Qui-Gon goes to Coruscant because he'd mm-hmm. already said that. Mm-hmm. And the Qui-Gon said, wait a second, uh, uh, Coruscant, wait, that doesn't compute. Wait a minute, you're under arrest. And then there's more fighting, there's more shooting, and they have to get into the ship, and yeah. they start to escape. Do the battle droids arrest you? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're committing crimes. They're committing crimes. And they're like, like a battle police? Like, uh, yeah. I feel like that. it seems weird that they're uh, arresting people. Like, do yeah. you have a holding center? You've watched, uh, you know, the Clone Wars certainly, like, sometimes the droids say very funny stuff. You know, <laughs> like, 
Like, oh, that guy was supposed to be my friend. Uh, you know, so like maybe it's just like another kind of like droidism uh, mm-hmm. is what's going on with the droids. Uh, they get in the, the ship. Uh, uh, Del Preston of Wayne's World 2 fame is Rick Ollier, the fighter pilot. You, were you Wayne's World 2 guy? Um, more of a Wayne's World 1 you guy. You prefer Wayne's World 1? Yeah. Uh, you know, the guy who uh, hangs upside down. Uh, from they go Del Preston, uh, who's the who's the guy that uh, they have to go and <laughs> seek out to put uh, Wayne stock together. No, I, I don't recall of that. Wayne's Wayne's World yeah. one much more of a. I uh, had to completely beat them yeah. to death with their own shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Del Preston, he's playing Rick Ollier, he's mm-hmm. a fire pilot Rick Ollier, and the reason that the name Rick Ollier is seared into my brain. Was in eighth grade, Rob. I was making really big inroads into being uh, like friends with the cool kids in school, uh, and I saw Phantom Menace for probably it was now like the fourth time that I saw it in theaters. Uh, with with uh, and and I was there with like a bunch of the cool kids from school, and Rick Ollier came up on screen. I was like, yeah, that's Rick Ollier, which I knew because I had the action figure. And mm-hmm. the, the kid who like I was starting to become friends with, who was like uh, one of the cool kids in school, looked at me. He goes, "You're a nerd." Yeah, and and we didn't hang out after that, so I'll never forget <sighs> Rick Ollier. <laughs> yeah, that was in hindsight, that was a misfire. I, I think I I I did screw that up. I screwed yeah. that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I should have known. It was too soon to reveal that I knew that that guy's name was Rick Ollier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I I lost I lost uh, an almost friend that day yeah. uh, to Rick to Rick Ollier. But Rick Ollier is flying. <laughs> Flying mm-hmm. through space, they're like, "We're getting shot at. We need to send some astromech droids to go in." And here he is, a big pop. That's yeah. R two. Yeah, you missed that. Yeah, Jar Jar uh, sees all the droids. He says, uh, "Hello, boyos." Oh, <laughs> Hello, boyos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jar Jar Jar's great. You know, yeah. he's got a. He's he's just trying to book. He's he's friendly. He's trying to be mm-hmm. friends with everybody. You know, he just wants he wants this to was- get along. Uh, confusing to Dominic this morning when we were watching this, where that he walks, that Jar Jar walks in the room, he sees all the droids, he's like, "Hello, boyos," <laughs> and I'm just like dying laughing. Dad, dad, dad why is that funny? Why is that funny? I'm like, it's Jar Jar Binks, and he's walking. Wa- he's walking up, he goes up to a bunch of droids, and he's like, "Hello, boyos." Yeah, and they're inactive. And yeah, he's, he's just saying, "Hey." He's like, "Yeah, but uh, why is that funny?" I don't know. <laughs> a lot of this movie just kills me and i don't <laughs> I, I can't quite tell you why yeah uh so all the so r2d2 is one of the droids this is the r2d2 origin story rob the r2d2 yeah. story starts now as he's the the only droid who doesn't get shot off the ship he's mm-hmm. able to to fix the shield generator rick Ollier says that little droid did it yeah uh, and so they're able to safely uh, escape the Trade Federation thanks to R2's bravery, and he all but gets uh, like an official like Medal of Nabu Plasma honor mm-hmm. uh, here. Queen Abidal is like R2, you are the shit. Uh, those other droids, they couldn't live up to the hype. You got it. Uh, you saved our lives. You're gonna be very important for for many many years to come. R2 is yep. like, oh, I don't know. I guess I saved the day. I guess. It's my dream to one day congratulate a robot for a job well done. I think it'll happen. Yeah, I want to be like so so helped out by a robot. Like robot, thank you. You really saved the day today. You were you were the best. They have like a whole ceremony with with Amidala. I don't think that I would really 
Like, I think I would have a hard time as an adult, sort of like, um, you know, that uh, my 14 year old uh, queen. Like, I think I would have a hard time, like, really going through all the pageantry of, yes, your, your royal highness. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking to congratulate uh, a robot or thank a robot, patreon.com slash post show recaps. We mm-hmm. got so many robots in the discord. We don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. There was, there's haiku bot. Uh, which turns your, 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 everything into a haiku. Uh, and we, uh, Wario showed up and he was a robot the other night. Wario bot. It was very intense. A lot <laughs> happened. We're all still nursing our collective Wario hangover. Uh, mm-hmm. so that sounds like a fun hijink. We, we spent about six hours battling a Wario robot in the Discord the other night. It was a pretty wild time here on the internet. Uh, getting into some strange stuff over there. Uh, mm-hmm. so they, they're very happy with R2's performance. Bad news. The ship still requires repairs. So mm-hmm. we need to, we need to park the ship. We need to, we need to, uh, get this fixed. Obi-Wan is the one who says, I got it. Tatooine. We're yeah, going to I got a timeshare there. I'm going to good place to hang out. We're going to Tatooine. I've, I've got my eye on that planet. I think that would be a great place to retire to someday. Uh, and so they're going to go to Tatooine before yeah, but the. There's some pushback, Josh. You you yeah. you skip uh, Captain Tarpels. That or is this, says, is this Panaka you're talking uh, about? Oh, is this Panaka, the yes. wrong captain? Yeah. Yes, but it's my favorite lines that he says. Uh, we can't take her royal highness there. The Huts are gangsters. The Huts are gangsters. Yeah, the the cartel. Uh, do you think that Disney Plus should do the Huts as a show, like The Sopranos? Is that going to be? Are are the Huts going to come to in Book of Boba? Are they going to like show up and be like, "We're coming back"? That would back. be cool to have a lot yeah. more. We have not really explored. Clone the Wars Huts gets yet. into it, I think, in a yeah. in a uh, in the, Stinky the Hut yeah, uh, in the Clone sure. Wars movie. Uh, so the Huts are the Huts are out there. I think uh, a Hut war would be would be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think it's an event series. The you know the, sort of like the first Avengers, like yeah, the first I Mandalorian like the event series. Yeah, like the ruling class of Tatooine is uh, mm-hmm. the Huts. We should see more of what's going on. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know. Keeping up with the Huts. Mm-hmm. So Captain Panaka doesn't like it, but Obi Wan's like, well, at least they're not trying to kill us. They don't know that we're going to be there, so we'll just keep a low prof and we'll go, and hopefully it all works out, and we can fix the ship in time mm-hmm. and, and and cheese it. Uh, and so that's the game plan. Meanwhile, uh, uh, the, uh, the Viceroy is like, ah, oh, shit, we gotta, we gotta call our boss. And so they have yeah. to call Darth Sidious. They're like, ah, yeah, she got away. And Darth Sidious is like, not great, but mm-hmm. good news. I got a guy. Yeah. And so stepping into holographic frame for the very first time, you hear like the background noise is very ominous. It goes, Yata! as Darth Maul shows up. Mm-hmm. It's like and that's. I had a, a Darth Maul piggy bank rob. I had hey, what a, a Darth, badass Darth Maul. I had a Darth Maul lightsaber. I had mm-hmm. I had it all. Yeah, I loved I loved Darth Maul. I thought he was so cool. He still got, is. He is right. Yeah, they've made him. They've made him cooler. They've given him like a true arc and like the ancillary stuff. Yeah. Uh, I know he shows up here and there and other places. Darth Maul was the man. I I loved Darth Maul. I've timed all my bathroom breaks when I went and saw this movie in theaters to make sure I never missed a second of Darth Maul because it's few and far between until Duel of the Fates. And I wanted to get every single, every single last minute. Yeah. There's a lot of Darth good and Maul. bad here, but 
always from day one uh, received very well. Darth Maul. Darth Maul was cool from the jump. And that first trailer hit with Katie mm-hmm. Couric being like, "Here's the thing," and then you watched it, and Darth Maul takes his robe down, and you're like, "Oh, that guy's gonna be really cool. I'm gonna get that action figure." And then they just cut him in half. Mm-hmm. Like could have taken, they could have, they could have milked that a little longer. Uh, sure, R two R two D two better than Count Dooku. Here's 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 how great R two D two is. Uh, uh, Padme Amidala, the real queen, is like going to go incognito to go hang out with R two D two. She's like, I want to hang out with this droid in person. Like she goes to like clean up R two D two to be like, this is a cool droid. I want to know more about him. And Jar Jar's like, who are you? She's like, I'm Padme. I'm R two D 2s number one fan. And mm-hmm. yeah, Jar Jar's like, but that's uh, th- th- that's great because I'm boyos with R two D two, and now the three of us can. Yeah, the three of us can be friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the three of them are now going to be best of friends, Jar Jar, R2, and Padme. But then like Qui-Gon's sort of like the fourth wheel of that of yeah. that crew uh, moving forward. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I land on Tatooine and there was a lot of in, in the watch along the other night, Rob. This was people were very upset about this. Uh, uh, Mike Bloom and I were, were talking in there, in fact, uh, that like, how, how do you leave Obi-Wan on the ship? And I'm not just talking about like in the actual like context of like everybody's there, like bring both of your Jedi Knights, I think. Um, unless you want one to guard the base I get it no so here I think that the thinking there is that uh, and again I don't know if Qui-Gon is hip to the whole thing of but they have the the valuable prize here is the Amidal so they have what what they are at least being told the queen is on the ship so I totally understand why you want to keep Obi-Wan with the queen in case anybody tries to come and, and get the queen. Now, my question for you is, uh, is Qui-Gon duped by this ruse? Because, uh, that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, as Amidala, the, the actual queen, comes Padme, along yeah. on the ride yes. to go. And so, you know, is, 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 is this is my bigger question. Is, uh, are the Jedi duped or do they know what's what? I don't think they know. I don't think they know. I Qui-Gon think that they've got is duped. Yeah, I think so. I think what they punked him. What an idiot! Him. Yeah, I think they punked him. He I can't think they sense deception from the fourteen-year-old queen of Naboo. I don't Naboo. think so. I don't think so. I don't think okay. he does. So yeah. then, my they seem pretty surprised later on when she's like, "I'm Queen Amidala," and everyone's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, but I do feel like he gives her like sort of like the what for when he like tells her, like, "Oh, the queen doesn't have to know about this." Like I kind of yeah. like he kind of knew uh, when he tells her stuff like that. 
Yeah. And she like gives him like sort of like these under her breath, like, you assume too much. Yeah. Uh, because mm-hmm. I'm the queen. Yeah. And he's like, what was that? And she's like, nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, he duped for sure. But, but from a storytelling point of view, Obi-Wan Kenobi is the much more important character than Qui-Gon. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan's entire story is so deeply connected to both Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. and Tatooine. And I understand that, like, we're trying to build it up so that, you know, when Qui-Gon dies later on in the movie, it's a big shock and everyone's upset because he spent so much time getting attached to the character. Uh, but you're really only connected to Obi-Wan Kenobi in this movie because you know he's important later on down the line and because you and McGregor is charming. Otherwise, you wouldn't really give much of a shit because they don't give you anything with Obi-Wan Kenobi this in this movie. And, and Tatooine is, like, his place. This is his place. So why aren't you giving us a storyline where he is both like really getting to meet Anakin from the very very beginning and also getting to like be our POV into Tatooine just doesn't make sense to me Uh, this bothered me me. bigger problem though is why on Tatooine did they take Jar Jar Binks with them on this mission it makes no unless Obi-Wan is like I hate this guy. I cannot stand him. Qui-Gon, you brought him. He's your yeah, problem. Yeah, I think it could be that. I think it could be that. Get him out uh, of my face. He's so annoying. I can't stand this guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's like Obi-Wan's like, if you're going to leave me on guard duty and I'm not going to get to see any of the cool things, then you have to take Jar Jar Binks. And Qui-Gon's yeah. like, all right, I'll take Jar Jar. I'll take Jar Jar with me. Uh, they They go into town. And there's a lot going on. There's the protocol droids. There's all like the like the hawker stands and everything. And then they go to Watto's shop. Yeah. And I know this is uh, Watto has to be top top three favorite Rob Sesternino characters of all time, let alone Star Wars. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I go that far. I love Watto. Uh, yeah. Love yeah. Watto. Yeah. Uh, he's he flying blue yeah. shopkeep. Yeah. Oh, yes. Gambling yeah. problem. Yeah, his uh, fashion goals for me too. It's what I've modeled my nerd after. <laughs> he's got weird pants. Have you noticed Watto's pants? I don't think that I've ever once looked at <laughs> Watto's pants, and that's going to change right now. Let me he, Google yeah, image he, search Watto. He has pants, but they're sort of like assless pants. Yeah, Watto's wearing assless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing assless chaps. <laughs> He's got he's got uh he's got assless chaps on. <laughs> Which I understand, I get the convenience, but I just feel like that that was like a curious call for Lucas to make here of like uh let me see the designs for Wado. Yeah. Um can I like we, uh, he's like can we yeah. I, I like it. Can we uh remove the ass from the from yeah. the chaps? Yeah. I think we need like a uh, you know more more access to uh, seeing Watto's butt. It's good. It could be better. Assless chaps. Uh, what? Yeah. Are you in a hurry? <laughs> yeah. Uh, time is money. Time is money. It's breezy. It's comfortable. <laughs> it's uh, hot. Yeah, it's it is. I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, it gets toasty there. I would probably be wearing something very similar uh, as far as my Tatooine getup. I'd have like the same like sort of like metal plate hat. I think yeah. I would. I would do that. Yeah. Uh, so they're gonna try and negotiate with this guy. Yeah. You don't neg- <laughs> much like uh, when death is on the line with a Sicilian. Uh, you mm. don't you don't negotiate Jedi mind tricks. They don't work on a Toydarian. 
mm-hmm. keeping up with the Toydarians. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mind tricks don't work. Only money. Only money. Yeah. Yes. So he wants uh, that. He he wants that coin from Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah. Uh, you would th- you would think to your point if they've got nonstop costume changes on board for Queen Amidala that like this could be a point where Padme goes. So like I've got a lot of like ornaments and like jewels and stuff. Uh, I am the queen. Uh, let's <laughs> yeah. go back. Let's go back to the ship. We can get some of that stuff. We can probably pay for for uh, the things that we need. So they do say at one point, like, oh, no, we went through the ship. There's nothing that we can uh, hawk for that is going to be the cost of, like, the warp drive or whatever it is that they need. So they, they did. That does get mentioned. Guess, but you would think that, that, that uh, they don't try very hard. You yeah. think that maybe uh, fake Padme on the ship is like, hell no. No way. Yeah. Not yeah. doing it. Yeah. You know? I don't get I mean, anything other than yeah. these clothes. Yeah. How about how much for this droid? How about the, you know, like, they had things that they could have also tried to bar. I have a lightsaber. I'll just get another one when I go back to the Jedi Temple. Like, well, you know? Yeah, Josh, the, my biggest thing on this rewatch is, like, why why doesn't Qui-Gon, like, head into town and say, uh, excuse me, does anybody know where there's a payphone? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Let me call the Jedi Council and see if they can send somebody. Yeah, now, can they wire me some credits? Okay, okay they wire me money. Uh, oh, the credits don't work up. though. They need Nubian. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's all they but got. They could have. You're telling me the Jedi couldn't have figured out some sort of like other fix. Like I don't know why they are only in Oop. this alone. I understand they don't want to call from the ship because that could send a, like a the signal, signal to yeah. Darth yeah. Sidious. And I also, I get that. That, that and, and and perhaps if you send a signal to Coruscant. You're going to tip off Senator Palpatine. Maybe, but they don't know, know that. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't know that. Yeah, they don't know that. They don't know that. They don't know that. So, like, I don't know why he's not calling, uh, putting in a collect call to Yoda of like, hey, ran into some car trouble on Tatooine. Can you send uh, Mace Windu to come pick me up? Right. I think that that makes some sense to me. I think the thing that would be even, so Qui-Gon later on, he's going to rig the dice game, right? He's like, uh, yeah, yeah. he's got no problem outright, uh, rigging the game. Uh, Qui-Gon mm-hmm. demonstrates a couple of times. He's fine to be like a little crafty like that. Uh, should he not like just like go and like tell like, uh, buy the stuff like to someone in town be like, you buy the stuff that I need from Watto. And then uh, he'll come back and he'll repay that guy. But like he can just like Jedi mind trick him into being yeah. like, "Hey, pay for my stuff." And then like he, as he's like going back with all the stuff to the ship, he like looks back at that guy. And he's like, "I will pay you back." Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, "He will pay me back." Yeah. And Qui Gon, being an upstanding bro, would come back and be like, "Here's the stuff." And the guy's like, yeah. "He did pay me back." They really do not have any time to like brainstorm of like, all right, let's just, all right, let's just hear some ideas, people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, this is all, this is, we got, this guy has the only thing we need. We have to figure out a way to pay this one guy. That's it. That's the only way off this planet. Yeah. Uh, I have a question, Rob. Yes. Are you an angel? Oh my God. Excuse me. Uh, an angel. Are you an angel? Yeah. Uh, here he is. He's so it's bad. Anakin Skywalker. He's so bad. It's Anakin Skywalker. He's here. We, we can make fun of this kid now because he's, he's had a hard time. Jake Lloyd has had a very difficult time. But, but now he's There's an adult. There's a lot, There's a lot going and on. And he, he's okay. going to like very quickly, just even as like a, a, a small child, be like, Padme, 
let me tell you something. You're an angel. Uh, and I'm a, and I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a really, I'm a cool dude. And Padme is like, wait, are you a slave? He goes, no, I'm a person. How dare you? First of all. Yeah. Uh, Come and on. not cool. And Padme. he's like, la- he, he's laying down the Mac pretty hard, pretty hard. Uh, and he's also, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, he's very there for them when like Wado's like, this isn't going to work out. We're not going to be able to make a deal. And Qui-Gon's like, ah, what are we going to do? And then they get into a big fight with Sebulba, an especially dangerous Doug. Yeah. Who gets into a big fight with Jar Jar and Anakin shows up and just like reads Sebulba for filth. You can't tell me that's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that, uh, Sebulba, I'm not intimidated by you when like you're like getting like, uh, your rival is an eight year old, Sebulba. Yeah. Yeah, Sebulba's a piece of shit. But he always wins. Yeah, I hate Sebulba. Mm-hmm. Uh, always hated Sebulba. I've been out on Sebulba since before it was cool to be out on Sebulba. <laughs> Why uh, is that? People, it got cool to be out on Sebulba? Yeah, I think so. Like, it's in vogue Who's now. Who's in on to, Sebulba? Uh, I don't know. He's fine very bad for people. me, Sebulba. Yeah. Uh, so, An- Anakin saves Jar Jar from Sebulba. Uh, oh, I just want to like the Sebulba Anakin Skywalker rivalry is like uh, that we have like adult aliens are mm-hmm. in like rivalries and racing against eight year olds. Like yeah. uh, what? What is this planet? What is happening? Anakin's Anakin's a prodigy, right? Like this dude's gonna be Darth Vader someday, man. Like people like Anakin, like is, if he's like a tiny little eight year old flexing around Tatooine, like kind of makes sense. This, this kid's gonna be freaking Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So like you know he was he was he was hot to trot from the jump. Mm-hmm. This kid, BMOC. Yeah, and so every, every, probably everyone around town was like, oh, this freaking kid again, but they can't get rid of him because he's freaking going to be Darth Vader, this kid. Mm-hmm. And he's, and his midichlorian count is off the charts, so yep. you know that he's so legit, I- and so like he's probably causing all sorts of bullshit with Sebulba all the time. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like, they're, like, Sebulba's probably like, I don't want to be in a rivalry with a kid. How do you think this looks for me? Uh, but Anakin, like, keeps, like, calling him, like, Sleemo and stuff in front of his friends. And Sebulba's mm-hmm. like, I can't, like, abide that. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Not react? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's really under Sebulba's skin. My favorite part is, uh, they're, uh, they, like, go and, like, they stop at, like, the banana stand or whatever. Yeah. And there's the sandstorm that's coming. And I've always loved this line from the old lady there. Storm's coming, Annie. <laughs> yeah. Better get home quick. <laughs> right. I just love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. That's all they give her. That's all she got. Yeah. Uh, it's a great line. Storm's coming, Annie. <laughs> Better get home quick. Yeah. Uh, and I'm and sure so this is do. just exactly what Qui-Gon Jinn wants to be doing of like, uh, eight-year-old kid is like, uh, hey, come oh, to my, visit my house. Yeah. 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 yeah I built a friend robot. today. He's eight. And Qui-Gon's like, oh my God. No, Qui-Gon's kind of like, what's up with this kid? I think like uh, this kid's this kid's got some some promise, some, some spunk. Uh, Anakin's like, let me take uh, Padme up to my room. And Quagga's like, are you are you comfortable with this? And Padme's like, yeah. Uh, so Anakin takes Padme to his room. He's like, check out my robots. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. This is wild. It's C-3PO. Uh, I mean that. Look, uh, I am the father of a seven year old. Uh, it would be, I think disturbing for me if uh my son came home one day and said uh uh dad uh the, look at these uh people i met uh this uh middle-aged guy you know 14 year old queen uh a gungan and this droid <laughs> yeah I, uh, dominic get the, the, the I, I don't want them in here 
I think there'd be a lot of questions about that particular roster here on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, in yeah. Tatooine, maybe a little less so, but even then, like a lot of like the age range stuff, I think is questionable. Yeah. Um, uh, can I say that I feel like that for like um, Shmi's uh, like uh, layout, like uh, the house, I feel like not terrible. I would live there. That seems kind of fun. Like, sort of seems like a bungalow. Bungalow. Uh, yeah. Like, I'll take a hobbit hole first. You know. Yeah. Uh, like, I feel like there's very know. little like delineation in the Tatooine world of like, uh, like slave and poor. Like, I think it's yeah. sort of like a uh, kind of interchangeable. Like, they can't leave, but that's the, otherwise they're able to kind of like come and go as they please. They have like a you know at least a like a a one bedroom. Like bungalow, maybe two. You get the sense that Qui Gon and Shmi are like really hitting it off. Yeah, like this is like a love actually deleted storyline mm-hmm. uh, is what's going on between Qui Gon and Shmi. Yeah. Uh, or Qui Gon's like, oh, I don't want to go back to the house of this kid, and then suddenly he's like, Oh, yeah, hello, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it feels like it feels like maybe they're hitting it off. Josh, uh, don't it, you think? But not for anything. Like, yeah, it really feels like Qui Gon did not try that hard to get Shmi off of Tatooine. <laughs> he didn't. He, he didn't. Did he not. didn't. It's he it's did like it, it, it's like uh, oh, I can't bring her back to Coruscant. Yeah, yeah, be, uh, I can't let the Jedi know what what happened on Tatooine. Stays on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he he doesn't. He could have. He could have. I was talking about this as well. It's like he could have rigged the dice game. I I thought that the move would be like. Uh, all right, if I win the dice game, I get Anakin because you don't want to give me both of them. And then he intentionally loses. And Wada's like, ah, ha, ha, you suck. And then Qui-Gon's like, all right, well, how about Double if we do it, do it again? Yeah. And then I can get both of them. And Wada's like, you idiot. And then Qui-Gon wins. Mm-hmm. Qui-Gon yeah. Jin. Yeah, it, it, he really, he did the bare minimum here of like, it seems like it would have been very easy for him to do that. Yeah, Qui Gon uh, could could be trying a little harder. Uh, just generally, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Anakin Skywalker, aka Future Darth Vader, built C three PO, and I know that this was a big to do, and a lot of like, oh god, that feels weird. Uh, doesn't really, uh, still doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I get really creeped out by like naked three PO. Yeah, it is creepy, uh, C-3PO. Yeah. Also, C-3PO, you know, um, he is, uh, he, he is born at this, at this house and then, uh, stays there all through, um, his, his life in the episode two. Not to get the episode two stuff, but then they just like take him. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah. They just sort of snap. They could have probably just, I, I guess they probably could have taken 3PO in this one and that would have been fine, but, uh, it would then eliminate one of my favorite parts of the movie. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's come that's coming up. So R two D two and three PO. This is their meet cute. Yeah, you know, they're starting very cute. To get very little, cute. Little, too cute. Too of, cute. Unsettling uh, with uh, the Padme and uh, the Anakin. Um. All right. So because uh, she's not the queen, maybe she wasn't exactly read in on how this is supposed to work. Uh, but like the surrogate queen, like fields a call from Co Bibble. Yeah. Uh, you must call me back. Yeah, what Please was this? A, don't a, a send this fake? straight to voicemail. What, what was this? Don't you just let it go to voicemail. You must yeah. contact me. Right. People, there weren't hundreds of thousands of uh, Nabo- Nabooians uh, dying, right? I think, I think 
I well, that maybe would explain why they don't have enough fighting forces by the end of the film. Um, but either way, it's a trick. Mm-hmm. And Obi Wan's like, oh, we shouldn't have picked up the phone because mm-hmm. now they've got they. You know, it's it's like that classic like Jack Bauer move of like keep him talking, keep him talking for. We need him for a minute so we can trace the call. They're on just long enough that uh, Darth Sidious and Darth uh, he goes Darth Maul like go get him. They're on Tatooine. They're somewhere there. And Darth Maul's like, I can find them. Yeah, that's fine. But do, Josh, do we ever know? Is that guy? Is is it fake? Is a fake message? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's a fake. I think fake. they deep faked them. Uh, it could be. It could be. I mean, we don't know what the deep fake technology was like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, was it better then than it is now? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they probably I'm had like an app sure. where they could put like, uh, maybe they had like the Viceroy say and they just put that guy's face on it. Mm. It's like the Schwarzenegger soundboard. Mm-hmm. I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> I'm seal bibble, you idiot. Come on, we have come back to Naboo. <laughs> catastrophic losses. Yeah, we have catastrophic losses. Queen uh, mm-hmm. uh, And Obi Wan's like, nope, not good. And uh, so yeah, now Darth Maul knows where they're at. This is bad news. Uh, meanwhile, dinner time. Everyone having a, a lush dinner with fruits that Jar Jar Binks is just like eating wholesale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. When visiting the home of a slave, it's often uh, customary to like uh, eat them, eat all their fruit, eat all their food. Yeah, Qui Gon catches Jar Jar's tongue at one point and looks at him. He's like, "Obi Wan may have been right. (laughs) Obi Wan may have been right." Anakin knows that Qui Gon is a Jedi. He could tell by his laser sword. Yeah, Uh, your laser sword. Maybe I killed a Jedi and uh, I took it from him. Perhaps. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anakin tells him, uh, that, like, I can help you guys out, by the way. And Quagga's like, Oh, yeah? Tell me, tiny, tiny human. How could you do mm-hmm. that? And Anakin, Anakin's like, I'm a, I'm a prolific pod racer. Uh, mm-hmm. best in the biz. Uh, just a, just a, just a small town boy, uh, who knows my way around the pod, pod racing circuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Shmi eventually is like, at first, he's like, oh, could you not, don't tell him about the pod racing mm-hmm. thing yeah uh and anakin's like literally they have literally zero other options i'm the only thing that can get them the money that they need in order to get out of here and shmi is eventually like i don't think that's exactly true but mm-hmm. i will go with it mm-hmm. uh yeah and qui-gon being kind of like a dangerous adult agrees to this as well yep Shmi is very much on board for you know having her eight-year-old uh engage in life-threatening activities to help these strangers. Yeah. So, Qui-Gon says, like, all right, so this, here's Josh, what we'll is do. Padme is a, or sorry, Shmi is a, is a bad mom for letting her son pod race? I think it's, uh, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I, I think pod racing, I think, like, maybe at this age, bumper pod racing mm-hmm. would be fine. Yeah. Maybe it's sort of like where... People like that say, oh, well, I wouldn't let my kids play football. You can get concussions, but sort of right. like maybe if you're in like a lower income, like a uh, area where it's like, hey, this is my son's way out of uh, like uh, off this planet, off this hellhole Tatooine. I don't know. I think for me, uh, especially after watching a pod race, this is like people blow up. 
Yeah. With some, uh, with an alarming amount of regularity, in yeah. fact, I would say. Almost 80 to 90% of the people. They don't make it. They die. Yeah. On the, on the court, on the field, on the track. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is dangerous. I don't want to judge, but like it is, sc- it's scary. It's not for me. I would not be a, a, a good pod racer. Yes. Stick to podcasting. Yes. Also, Josh, is this the part where, um, um, they're talking about being a Jedi, and then uh, Anakin says, uh, "No, I don't think so. I think I think you're here to free all the slaves here." Yeah, on, I think that's right. On Tatooine, and Qui Gon says, "Well, oh no there's, way. There's no yeah. uh, getting past you." It's like, yeah. uh, which was kind of like a, a jerk thing to say. Uh, Setting him up false expectations. Like, I am here to free the slaves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yeah, Qui Gon isn't being completely cards up with Anakin. Yeah. Uh, so Qui-Gon's like, this is a great idea. We have an active plan. We have an action plan now. And Queen Amidala, who is undercover as Padme Amidala, her name is Padme, yeah. but she's just undercover as straight up Padme. She says, I don't think this is the, I don't think the queen would be into it. And then Qui-Gon's like, queen's not here. Yeah. Padme's like, I, but I am. Uh, so she's not, a, she doesn't really object. And she's letting Qui-Gon run with this. Uh, Qui-Gon goes to Watto and says, uh, putting up the ship. That's my entry fee. Uh, mm-hmm. And Watto's like, yes, I love your ship. I love what we're doing here. You're going up. You're going to go up against Sebulba probably, right? Mm-hmm. No chance. Sebulba's the best. Uh, so it's a, uh, it's a win. It's a, it's a, it's a big, it's a big win for, for Watto because he'll keep the winnings. He'll keep the money. Uh, but he just has to give them the hyperdrive stuff. So it's like he breaks even basically. Yeah. Watto loves this deal. Seems like there's an opening for people who are like real pilots to get into the pod racing game and uh, take on Sebulba. If he could lose to uh, an eight-year-old kid who ends up like losing like uh, 45 seconds due to a faulty engine at the start of the race. Yeah, but he also doesn't. Isn't that because he got his pod racer sabotaged? Yeah. You know, that wasn't exactly his fault. Yeah. Uh, but I do think, like, if you could, if you could handle the the harsh environs of Tatooine, mm-hmm. st- stand to make some money if you're a pilot already. Yeah, so, like maybe this is a good place to be. Yeah, like young, uh, young Han Solo could have gotten in here and uh, just really cleaned up. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe he does in Solo. I don't know. He I doesn't. haven't seen Solo yeah. yet. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Yeah. Uh, in, in the in the months ahead, we'll we'll have to circle back to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Qui-Gon and Shmi are really schmoozing. Uh, mm-hmm. They're hitting it off together schmeezing. as Anakin's uh, schmoozing as they, as he's working on his pod racer and Jar Jar's like mouth is getting numb because he's eating lasers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's like uh, all of Anakin's friends are there. They all show up to watch him work on the thing. Yeah. And Qui-Gon's like, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudging. Shmi's like, so where's the dad? <laughs> and yeah. and she's like, he doesn't have one. Never did. Okay. Are we buying this? I I think so. It's I th- I think that canonically this is true, but I I I'm not entirely sure. Is this canonically true? Is is Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker immaculately conceived by the Force? Let us know. Star Wars a pusher. I, I think it is supposed to be, but uh, just for the sake of you know the devil's advocate, uh, do you think that me? Maybe she's like, uh, look, I don't want to talk know. about it. Uh, it was yeah, yeah uh, was no father. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like stop asking. <laughs> like, yeah, eventually she's just like immaculate conception. Leave business. me alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe it have been a possible. couple of different people. I don't remember. Those yeah. were my wild uh, days. Yeah, uh, wish you were quite gone. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe she's like Leave. trying to like uh co- like come off as a little bit more like uh like you know 
hey, uh, there is no Mr. Shmi. Mm-hmm. No Mr. Shmi. Very, uh, very let, uh, available if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Let the Mr. Shmi be. Um, <laughs> Qui-Gon is then going to go to Watto and be like, uh, I definitely want to bring Anakin and Shmi with me. Yeah. Because like at this point, like he's buying in. He's all in. Like If Anakin doesn't have a dad, then that kid's the chosen one. Mm-hmm. And like he's giving me big chosen one vibes. Yeah. Uh, so he feel he feels like he's the chosen one. So he want he wants to bring him along uh, for the ride. And so he's like, let's play dice, dice roll. And uh, Wada's like, fine, dice roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, a game of chance, a chance cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Wada's like, fine if he. I guess it's like red is like if it lands on red, <sighs> yeah. Then Qui Gon gets to bring Shmi, and if it's blue, he gets to bring Anakin. Yeah, so they're he's gonna like bet on like uh, he wants the he wants both of them, and he's gonna like make a bet on the race. He says that the pod is his, even though Anakin built it, and he's gonna bet. Uh, I'll bet you this new pod for. Uh, the mother and the boy. He's like, no pod is worth two slaves. One. Right. Uh, right. So, uh, I mean, uh, the pod is, is not that impressive. I wouldn't think it was worth one of them. But uh, e- either, either way. Yeah. So they make a bet. Uh, but let's leave it to a game of chance. It's not even like, game of chance. you know, red is I win, blue is you win. They, they're they going right. to roll the dice on what the stakes of the bet is going to be. Yeah. So Qui-Gon uses a little bit of that force zhuzh, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and he force he force zhuzhes it so that it's Anakin. Yeah, and Watto's pissed. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. that's not fair. Like, you made this game. Yeah, you you <laughs> idiot. You screwed this one up. You did you this. Put, yeah. You did this. Um, can we go back to uh, that Qui-Gon is like doing like a uh, finger prick for like testing Anakin's blood? Like again, I hate the finger this, prick. This I is, hate the finger prick. It's one of my least favorites. Yeah, another thing, was yeah. this also in the uh, Jedi utility belt where there the Obi Wan? Oh, sorry, the Qui Gon Jinn came into uh, the town of Tatooine. Or, or did yeah. he go back? Did he go back to the ship and get this? I don't know if he ha- if he has it with him. Like he's just like he goes around pricking people for midichlorian counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is this like is this standard prots for for the Jedi Order? I don't know over twenty k. Uh, but he does have that, and Anakin is like, sure, you could do that. And then he looks at he's like, this kid is it. He's got M count like whoa. Mm-hmm. So high. Uh, he doesn't know what to do about all of this. Mm-hmm. So he's he's really hyped. So he's like, yeah, I got to get this kid off. We got to take him to Yoda. Mm-hmm. Yoda needs to find out more about this kid. Um, the other thing, too, though, is like if Qui-Gon knows that this kid is super special, can't he just like deal with the Tatooine stuff now, leave, and then come back with like with Mace Windu, you know, and like Ki-Adi sure. Mundi and sure. Plo Kloon and everything and be I mean- like, hey. It really this does kid. seem as though the Jedi Order kind of really turns a blind eye to the whole like outer rim slavery issue. They're like, yeah, eh, we're dealing with the Trade Federation right now. We're, we're, yeah. We got this trade dispute to figure out. Uh, like, uh, you know, we can free one slave. Qui-Gon can't go back to like the, the Jedi Knights and be like, look at this Mandalorian thing. Mm-hmm. Look at the numbers. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, that is a big deal. We probably should do something about mm-hmm. that. But when in Rome, um, you know, you gotta when in Rome, do it, when in town, there. Can we talk about um, Anakin's friends also? Yeah. If you would like to take some time yeah. to talk is about that Anakin's George Lucas's friends. George Lucas's kids. 
I don't know who they, they are. I think they I'm are. not sure. Um, they I'm also not sure. all stink. Uh, but one, <laughs> one kid is like, uh, he sees the pottery. He's like, that's so wizard, Annie. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so wizard. Oh, so wiz- yeah. Yeah, pod racing is wizard as hell. Yeah, so wizard. You want to bring that back? Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> wizard. did it ever start? That's so wizard. Uh, yeah, it's so wizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty wizard uh, sport. Yeah. Uh, pod racing. Uh, kiss Kidsto, I believe. What's Amisa saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's wizard. And then there's like the little kid, the little Rodian kid who isn't uh, Greedo, but looks like Greedo. And everyone was like, is that baby Greedo? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think it was. I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, and there's going to be a moment coming up as we go to the pod, uh, the pod racing that like Jabba the Hutt who's there and he's like looking thick, right? Like Jabba the Hutt's looking pretty good. Uh, and he, he flicks like a frog over because he's so bored with pod racing. Yeah. Must be a terrible sport to attend in person because oh, you don't see any of it. I totally am understanding where Jabba is coming from because pod racing yeah. is super boring. Yeah, I would hate to go to a pod racing match. <laughs> I would hate to be subjected to 20 minutes of pod racing. That sounds awful. Why wouldn't you just watch it at home? It's all monitors anyway. Yeah. You know, it's terrible. No, I'm saying as, uh, as a person who has watched 20 minutes of pod racing in one sitting, it is a super yeah. boring thing to watch. Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy it at all. Uh, Jabba's like going to throw a frog down at one point, and I always think that it's going to land on the little kid's head because, mm-hmm. like, it cuts from him throwing the frog down to like all of Anakin's fri- friends just hanging yeah. out, and you keep thinking that the frog's going to hit one of them. Never does. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the next time I watch the movie, it'll happen. Uh, there's the guys, the the announcers, one of whom is Greg Proops. Yeah. Uh, who's and they're like, yeah, little Annie, local boy. Uh, we stand a local boy. <laughs> uh, so we were, we were thrilled about the local boy, Anakin Skywalker's like, ah, that kid's pretty cool. Everyone loves him. Yeah. Um, then there's all these other guys. Do you have a favorite pod racer? <laughs> catch well, anyone? I really like, uh, is it Quadraneros? Quadraneros? Yeah. Yeah. Quadraneros. Yeah. Uh, Mike Bloom and I were singing Quadraneros. Quadranero. Uh, yeah, love Quadraneros. And then I love the other guy who's like the tiny little guy who, as he like smashes into a rock, he goes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he blows up. And then there's the other guy who's like, me, me pasa, me pasa, me pasa. Mm-hmm. And then like one of the tiny little service droids gets sucked into the engine. It's lights I mean, out for him. The, the whole sport of pod racing is insane. Messy. It, it's, it's like unregulated, dangerous, yeah. very unsafe. Yeah. It, it's uh, Mario Kart. Uh, it yeah. is uh, Mario Wah! Kart. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, let me get yeah. my turtle shells going. Wah! There's Tuscan yeah. Raiders that are just like shooting people that are yeah. like, like, what? How is this a sport? How is this anything? Yeah. Uh, it's very dangerous, underfunded. Uh, people not are enough sabotaging into each the- other before, like, oh, I'm going to unplug this guy's wires. Yes, yes. Uh, like, forget, like, uh, are any of them, like, using steroids or anything? Like, they're just out and out, like, kneecapping <laughs> each other out there. It's vicious. Uh, Sebulba just, like, literally, like, throws a wrench into Anakin's engine. <laughs> right? It's like, Anakin's gonna have to do some strange maneuvers on the fly as he's going. He's like, shit, my cable popped off. I'm an eight-year-old boy. What am I doing? Mm -hmm. Uh, I should be playing with my droids back home. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's tough. Yeah, he gets... They're they're all getting shot at. 
uh, people are exploding around them. Uh, and Anakin doesn't like walk away from this without like some measure of blood on his hands, right? Like he, he like destroys Sebulba. Mm-hmm. Sebulba survives, but he does like knock himself into the yeah. pod racer. And Sebulba, Sebulba's whole thing is the great, like, we're bringing it back, Pudu. You know, like, uh, it all comes back to Pudu in the end. Uh, but like, that's the, the whole thing is like very messy. Uh, and it feels like Anakin's the only one who finishes the race. Yeah. That everybody else is either dead or broken down <laughs> on the side of the road. It is a terrible sport. I don't know how any responsible parent would let their eight-year-olds be part of this. It's horrifying. Yeah. Scares me. Uh, I loved playing pod racing on like the arcade machines at the theater. I don't know if you ever played mm-hmm. arcade pod racing. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. Now, this is pod uh, racing. Yeah, this is this is podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's gonna win. Uh, uh, Watto's like very oh! bummed out about it. Yeah. <laughs> he's so upset. He's so upset. Uh, he's like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm, I'm taking it back. Mm-hmm. And Qui-Gon's like, sweet. Well, I'll just go right over there to Jabba the Hutt and tell him what's up. And Watto's like, I don't want to get beaten up by Jabba. So yeah, mm-hmm. fine. Take the take the kid. Yeah. Fine. Uh, and at that point, like maybe now that like Watto has started, it's like, is this not the time to flex a little bit and be like, well, now I'm I'm going to ask for more. Shmi has to come too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Qui Gon honors it, and he's not going to bring Shmi as well. Um, there's a million different, a million different things that they could have done. Of like, hey, give me, I give like, me two, give me two. Uh, hey, uh, all right, we're we're leaving. I'm gonna come. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come back uh, in two weeks. We're gonna give you uh, a million Republic credits for uh-huh. for Schmidt. Yeah. Okay. That's that- how does that sound? It's like, oh, but only Nubians good here. It's like, don't you dare we'll start with that it. Nubian thing again. It's a million credits. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, go, well, it's a galaxy. You'll be able to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can. You can. Uh, Western Rim Union. It. Uh, You'll be able to figure it out. Yeah. I don't know if they've got that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that that makes sense. Yeah. There's a few things that they could have done. Yeah. I think it ultimately boils down to Qui-Gon didn't try so hard. And I think the other thing, probably the more uh, uh, like can- canonically accurate thing, would my guess would be, especially after having watched uh, Mando season two. And Ahsoka Tan was like, yeah, you can't, we can't train him because he's, uh, he's got too much anger and too much like emotional attachment and stuff. So like, if they bring Shmi, does that mean like she's going to be too much of an emotional influence on Anakin? He's supposed to be emotionless if he's going to mm-hmm. be part of the Jedi. So like, maybe that's like part of it for, for they quite believe but, like, yeah, he's still the young, like, younglings are there. Have they left their parents? I don't know. That's a good question. He could he could still probably bring her to Coruscant and like put her up in like a, a like a one bedroom at least like at least you're not yeah. here anymore. Yeah, you know, that would have been nice. It's a good question. Yeah, uh, we don't know exactly uh, what the process is of separating younglings from uh, their parents. Um, Anakin is is pretty psyched about this, even though he's sad to leave yeah. his mom. Well, I, can uh, I say that Qui Gon is uh, and, and you know. Well, I don't know if there's young people. Major D-I-C-K uh, is Qui-Gon. <laughs> because yeah. he announces this in front of Anakin to Shmi. Like, like this is, as a responsible adult, Qui-Gon, the move is, you take Shmi aside. Like, hey, just want to let you know. Um, I, in the pod race, I, wait, I, I won I made Anakin's a bet. freedom. I took a bet. To be, I can take him with us to the Jedi Council. We can train him. 
do not have this conversation and break this news in front of Anakin. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a process that was, uh, that was, there was a chain of communication. We lost all communication. Because you got him. Uh, Yippee. Yeah, he's pumped. And now Shmi doesn't really get a vote. Right. She doesn't doesn't really have a choice in the matter. And she's the mother, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Anakin's so happy. He goes to C-3PO. He's like, ah, man, I'm sorry I didn't finish building you, but I got a split. And it's all done in like C-3PO POV. Right, mm-hmm. like you're in his head, and he's looking down at Anakin's. Like, I'm sorry, man. Well, what are you gonna do? You know, gotta get out of here, though. Uh, and three people's like, wait, but my my clothes. You know, I'm I'm just wired. Seems like the easiest part, no? Yeah, you would think at that point, them. like he's done. A, like, can't you just like bring? Can, can he not come? Uh, so they he's gonna leave him, and that that always killed me. Is the way that they just. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just ditch 3PO. Yeah, poor Shmi. Uh, her only companionship now is C-3PO. Yeah. But he's a good uh, talker, right? He's a good mm-hmm. conversationalist. Yeah. And he speaks so many languages. Like, I feel like there's a certain degree to which, like, you're going to learn a lot with 3PO mm-hmm. if you're open. If you're open to it. Uh, Anakin is going to leave. And then he's sad. And he hugs Shmi. And says, will I ever see you again? And she says, what does your heart tell you? Mm-hmm. And he goes, my heart tells me I'll see that you for I will. five seconds. For five seconds. And then I will die. And then I'll kill a bunch of Tuscans in, in vengeance. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be very upset about it. Uh, so that's coming mm-hmm. next month. Sure. Um, they're loading up the ship. Captain Panaka is like seeing over, he's presiding over the, the, the cargo load. And here comes Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. He's found them. Yeah. And, and do you think Darth Maul botches this? He d- he only uses the one blade. Do you think he should have gone double blade here? <sighs> yeah. I mean, he really takes uh, Qui-Gon Jinn by surprise that it seems like that he does not know what's going on. And, and Obi-Wan asks him, like, what was that? He's like, I have no idea. I don't even know what that was. So yeah, uh, it seems like the, the Jedi are not used to fighting like lightsaber to lightsaber combat at all. It's been a minute. Yeah. They, he hasn't had to deal with this for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's like, oh. Uh, and Darth Maul just kind of lets them get away. Get a little tease of that Duel of the Fates music. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. Just a touch. And again, this is one of those like super 30-foot jumps that uh, is like physics defying. That uh, Qui-Gon so good. lands on his feet on a moving yeah. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah. He's <laughs> for all the all the crap you give him he's so good right like he's very good at, at a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. uh, very 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 like, i mean just but like the physics of like that that ship is moving i don't know how many miles per hour he's able to like flip up and then he lands like on his feet on the platform and then continues like it's not even like he grabs onto like a pole and then pulls himself in uh like he would have like uh hit the hit the ground and then <laughs> just been completely yeah. you know the the momentum of the ship is just going he's like uh bounced off they have uh very strong lots of calcium in the blue milk that luke skywalker uh, drinks you assume at some point in time are they all just like milk hounds the jedi uh i don't know yeah uh, do you know more about the jedi diet than we do Not star wars and post yeah. recaps okay. com. uh so they escape darth maul little quick Tiny little fight scene. I always liked that. And then uh, a quick, uh, quick meet cute between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Like, oh, you're a Jedi. Pleased to meet mm-hmm. you. Might kill you someday. Yeah. Uh, new Pleased gun raid, you. meanwhile, on Naboo is like, 
uh, on this like this throne that has these like scorpion yeah, legs. What the hell is that? I want it. <laughs> it's like we we got to do some like Aaron Sorkin walk and talks. Uh, how do we do this? Okay. Uh, I, I will. I want to sit. So I'm gonna be in, like some that. sort of spider walking chair. Does yeah. the viceroy bring this to Naboo, or do they already have this on Naboo? I don't know. It feels like this is like. Let me see what you guys got. This this Naboo castle this. has a lot yeah. of cool shit. I want to see yeah. it because later on they'll be talking to Darth Sidious, and like his hologram is on this thing as they're doing a walk and talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and so uh, Theo Bibble is like, "Oh, that's my chair," and they throw him away. Um, on their way to Coruscant, Anakin is pretty sad. He's like, "I, I miss mom. He's I cold. miss Tatooine. It's cold as hell from a warm planet." And, and uh, he's like, "Are you going to be my friend on Coruscant?" She's like, "Oh, probably not." Yeah, I'm a queen of the uh, planet. Yeah. And he's like, you sure about that? You sure we're not going to, I don't know, embark on some sort of spicy, illicit affair at some point? Yeah. She's like, I don't see it happening, but you never Get know. Get out of here, you eight-year-old perv. Yeah, you're a kid, right? right. This is, he's I'm a like woman. The kid, I'm a uh, queen. He's like, he's like squints, and she's the lifeguard, mm-hmm. right, from the Sandlot. Mm-hmm. Although Anakin hates Sandlot. <laughs> yeah. Very rough and coarse. Of course. <laughs> Gets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get to Coruscant. And they're greeted by Sheev Palpatine. Can we talk about Coruscant? Uh, also, yeah, of course. It's just a giant planet. It's just a city. Yeah, the whole planet is a city. Uh, seems very impractical. No this suburbs. Is Star Wars, Rob. There's no, no suburbs. Some, the whole planet stuff is just a city. Happens. Everything uh, is a city. Look, just, the entire planet. Don't be jealous because you didn't think of it first. <laughs> you know? I know that you would love that. Mm-hmm. A, pla- a city planet, that's cool, right? That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Coruscant. They've got all of the, where are you taking them to Coruscant? Uh, and it's just a, it's a city planet. Mm-hmm. I'm a city boy. I like it. It's like 1,700 New York cities in one. That's a lot. A lot of New York. Maybe too much. You would want yeah. some nature, I think. <sighs> yeah. I, so I, I think that this is, Coruscant like never works here. And, and I think that one of the things where it's like, you know, in the Mandalorian era, like uh, of Star Wars, I think that like one of the things that they figured out is like the sparser, you know, Star the better. Wars, yeah, Star Wars is like supposed to be on sort of like the you know of you are outside the city, yeah. For you know, the, like uh, it just it, it doesn't ever work when they do this Coruscant stuff, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like it in this first one, uh, just cause I can't be objective about the first one. Uh, and I like mm-hmm. that they have like the floating parking lot. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. I love that Terrence Stamp is here to be Chancellor Valorum. It's like rolling out a really big gun here, this actor to play Chancellor Valorum for like five seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as like this hapless Chancellor. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, well, we're, we've got a special meeting coming up. We've got a lot of go- a lot of questions for this trade federation. They've overstepped, uh, and Palpatine's now like uh, uh, worm tonguing here, being like, oh, I don't think that he should be the guy anymore. I think uh, your Majesty should probably uh, read him the riot act. The whole Senate business is just like a really. Uh, does it make any sense of that? Okay, the, so the, the Trade Federation is blocking Naboo. 
We've brought the uh, democratically elected queen of Naboo here mm. to talk about this. Yeah. Um, and she's like, hey, Trade Federation has invaded our planet. And then there's a bunch of people that are like, oh, like, uh, well, is there really? Should we have an investigation? Yeah. And she's like, that's it. I've got no confidence. No confidence. I've got like, no elect confidence. Elect a new senator. I move for a vote this no whole confidence. This courtroom is out of order. In Chancellor Valorum's And that's behalf. it? That was that was all it took. Yeah, no confidence. They got to move from quick. one 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 person. Well, I got no confidence. Well, look. So Palpatine's like, what if we what if we vote him out and you vote me in? Because I believe Palpatine is the senator from Naboo. So it's like yes. you know, you know, I got mm-hmm. you. Like you know, you know. That I am going to put all the resources into Naboo. So for to to whisper into Queen Amidala's ear about this and to like get her to be the one because he can't really be the one. Um, And also there could be. Let's consider this. Yeah, some Sith mind tricking happening here. Oh, you know where he's like, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta vote that dude out. He's like, I have to vote that guy out. You know, Amidala. AKA Padme that throughout all these movies she's all about oh democracy freedom like okay Chancellor Valorum I believe is the you know uh, elected leader of the Galactic Senate I don't know how they elect the leader how they choose their leader and then she just comes in there and is just like willy nilly ah, throw him out yeah. that's it yeah I object I object she's like uh, him. and then like yeah I want my you know, handpicked person to now be the new person. Uh, basically, yeah, she like recalls the chancellor. Yeah, recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to bring him in. Mm-hmm. Um, mean, yeah. Meanwhile, it's going down with the Jedi Council. And look at how oh, look at how many yeah, of them yeah, there yeah, are. Yeah, I love these guys. Yeah. There's this is some of the best stuff. Great characters. And uh, Quagon says, "All right, I have a lot to tell you about." Mm-hmm. Big download. So yeah. there's a Sith. They're back. Sure. That sucks. Uh, there's a kid. Ton- mm-hmm. This kid loaded with midi chlorians. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he, I think the midi chlorians conceived him. Uh, and mm-hmm. everyone's like, whoa, okay. Uh, that sure. That certainly seems to be a big deal. There's a prophecy of someone who's going to bring balance to the fourth, quiet to the force. Quiet. I think it's him. It's this kid. Yeah. Uh, and so Yoda's like, all right, just bring him, bring him around. We, we want to see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, meanwhile, Anakin is like trying to find Padme. Can't find her. He finds yeah. the queen instead, but the queen is Padme. He's like, I'll tell her. He said goodbye. Stop creeping, kid. This yeah. is weird. You got a whole life to live. Mm-hmm. This is inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, can, can we just talk big picture about something that I struggle with? Yeah, of okay. course. So the prophecy of the one who brings balance to the force, um, Anakin Skywalker, net negative or net positive? He 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 is he is Luke's dad, and then Luke is able to save them from the Empire. But then, like the sequel but trilogy, does bear out that like un- Luke kind un- of biffs un- it. Does that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But through Luke's training, you know. 
uh, passes along like a good attitude to Ray, who then is able to defeat Palpatine once and for all for like the third time. Palpatine has to like. Uh, do we know that? Do we know it's once and for all? No, because they haven't done the sequel sequels yet. Yeah, you haven't rebooted um, them. You haven't been hired yeah. to write the new ones yet. I really think I think training Anakin is a huge mistake, and that the you know he does not bring balance to the Force yeah. because there's. There's, yeah, the force is unbalanced in that there's like uh, hundreds of Jedi, yeah. and there's like one Sith. Uh-huh. That's why that's that's how he brings balance to the force. Yeah. He's like, it's like, like, all right, let's get it down to like one Jedi and one Sith. Uh, let's bring balance to the force. It's a one to one. Too much good in the universe. It's a one to one. Anakin is like the key guy to really prop up Palpatine. If like uh, like yeah, maybe he's gonna get there uh, eventually, but not not. It takes a Annie. minute. It takes some time. Yeah, he does need Anakin, and ultimately, I think Palpatine mm-hmm. sees it like this. Boy, he's yeah. gonna do. Is he gonna do all this with Duke Count Dooku? Yeah, no. Well, that's why in the third one, Palpatine's just like kill him. This old guy has done enough. Sure, you're the sure. one now. I think the the whole galaxy's in a better place if uh, they never train Anakin. There's an argument. There's certainly an argument. Never to be train had. him. Yeah. Certainly an, and, certainly an yeah, argument. Luke, Luke and Leia are never born, but also then the Jedi are never killed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's true. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. It's a good point, Wandering so. Bear. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, this is the next scene is the big Senate meeting, and it's all like the cool floaty pods, and E.T.'s, his uh, yeah. family's there. And Amidala says, I vote for a vote of no confidence. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Chancellor Valorum is in big trouble. He's shook. Big trouble. Yeah. Um, Qui-Gon saying, like, all right, I don't care if the Jedi Council isn't going to train Anakin. I'm going to do it. And Obi-Wan, you've done enough. Like, you're good. You're ready to go. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, well, I, I like to hear that, but I I am concerned that you're overly invested in the child. Uh, in the Jedi Council chambers, uh, Anakin's playing... Uh, uh, digital flashcards, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, we got like Mace Windows got like an iPad on a stick. Yes, uh, I feel like that he never uses this power any other time. Like uh, it's like a ship, yeah. uh, a boat, uh, a, boat. a ship. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I they, he can do this. He can sort of like uh, like see what's behind uh, like a car. There's a few times where Doctor Venkman know about this. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's getting an, an electric shock every time. Uh, mm-hmm. There's um. You know, in some of the stuff in the in the original trilogy, uh, he seems to like sense Luke, and he really has Luke's number in, on Bespin in Cloud City. So you know, maybe, but Luke's a human instead of like a digital flashcard. So it is impressive. It's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the iconic line where he's like, "You're scared. Scared are you?" Uh, and Anakin mm. is, and he, and this is uh, this is Yoda. But how do you feel about? Uh, but do you miss Puppet Yoda in this moment? Are you fine fine um, with digital Yoda? Uh, I don't know. I feel like that... Um, I feel like the digital characters, by and large, really don't hold up very well. They look very... Like this one better. Yeah, well, I don't love this. I, I, I miss the Puppet Yoda that they edited out for, for this one. I feel like he, you could really tell. You know, and I know we're many yeah. moons removed from this movie's release, but it didn't age great. 
you know, 20 so plus the, years later. In the original release, there's a puppet and then they went back and did it yeah, digitally. Yeah, George Lucas got rid of it. He's like, what's... Uh, I'd have to go and take a look at it on yeah. YouTube. But yeah, yeah I, I think that this is some of the best stuff in the whole movie. Yeah. The whole... Uh, fear leads like, to anger. Uh, fear leads to whatever. At fear leads to anger. That's step yeah. one. Anger leads to True. hate is two. Hate leads to suffering. It's a, it's a three-point cycle. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, it's classic. It's a classic line. I think people still say that now. I think a lot of resonance with this, this moment. Uh, I think that this is one of the, one of the bigger, uh, signature moments of this movie, I think. And have, yeah. you can't get mad at Yoda. Yoda's, Yoda's, Yoda's given the wisdom. Uh, Let history show. Yoda was right. Yoda was right. Uh, Yoda, Yoda is the one in, in this who's gonna be like, I don't think we should do it. <laughs> I don't think we should train yeah. this kid. Uh, no, he's totally on point the whole way through. Yeah. Uh, Yoda's like, I'm pretty sure if we just wait a little bit longer, there's going to be like a baby Yoda and like that would be best. It would be best mm-hmm. if we just did that. Uh, so Amidala, Queen Amidala is like, ah, I don't know if I should have done that. It doesn't feel great. And then Senator Palpatine's like, you did great. I'm the chancellor now. Uh, I've been mm-hmm. nominated basically. And it's probably, uh, it's going to be me. Uh, mm-hmm. against uh, against some other dude, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to win. I think I can get enough votes because people are very upset about what's happening on Naboo. So this is good. So this is it, right? Like this is the whole plan, right? Because you got to read Palpatine on both on both sides of the face, right? Like Palpatine's yeah. like I've positioned myself to be in charge of the whole thing by stirring up all of this nonsense on Naboo, and now people are going to mm-hmm. feel really bad for me, and so they're going to put me in power because I'm from Naboo, and this is how I'm going to do my power grab. Uh, so Palpatine is in charge, uh, yeah. and Amidala is none the wiser at this point. Can I also say, um, totally implausible that uh, Shmi... Or, uh, what, what's, 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 what's his real name? No, what's, oh, no, what's Sheev, his real name? Sheev. Sheev. Sheev could be elected to anything. Least charismatic guy of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally unlikable. Giving you major High Sparrow vibes. Major High Sparrow. Yeah. Uh, high Sparrow was actually far more charismatic and likable. Like you could sort of like, like, oh, I can see this guy has something. Yeah. Could you imagine like going to like a, you know, a Sheev speech I'm, coming away like, that's my guy. I'm telling you, it's because he's just mind tricking everybody. Yeah. He's putting in. That's the only reason. He's putting on a ruse, and there's some people who have higher willpower than others, so he's not able to get everybody. But everyone's like, he's a total creep. Something about this guy. Yeah, he turns it on. He turns it on. Um, Jedi Council's not going to let Anakin get trained, even if he's the chosen one. There's like murkiness in the future, and Qui Gon's like, I don't care about that. I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, and, uh, that's a, Yoda's like, that's a, put a pin in that. That's a future conversation. Yeah. You guys got to go back to Naboo and finish what you this. started. You know, yeah. we're not, we're not. Windows says, now is not the time. Yeah. Knock it off. Yeah. Why gone? Yeah. Obi-Wan's like, dude, come on. They keep telling you this kid is no good. Uh, and, uh, he's like, uh, I'm insisting. I'm insisting mm-hmm. that we're going to, we're going to keep going here. Uh, and Anakin's like, all right, so hey, they're not going to take me, but what about the midichlorians? And what are they, by the way? And Qui-Gon explains to both Anakin Skywalker and like a jaw-dropped audience mm-hmm. that midichlorians are these tiny microscopic organisms that live in your cells. They're a symbiotic relationship with you as a human and yeah. or as a person of any kind. 
And I'm a person. Yeah. I'm a person. And that, uh, those who've got that, that massive M count, big M count energy, mm-hmm. you can do the big force. M energy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. that sounds great. People hate that so much. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> it's not, it's not the best part. It's not the no. best part. Uh, no. it's, uh, it's not the best part of the prequels. In fact, for some, it's, it's rather problematic. Some people don't, yeah. some people really don't like it. Um, people don't like, wait, that, what's the problem? Like, it, it's like, well, why are what's you explaining the... it? Why are you explaining it yeah. too much? You know, it's like, it's the force. Why do we need to know? Mm-hmm. We don't need to know that. Um, I asked someone in the Discord the other day if they've, if there's, uh, if they've ever like shown a midi chlorian. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if they're in the cells and they're like tiny microscopic organisms, have we never really like what seen? They look like? Do we not like? Are they not like a water bear? Mm-hmm. I want to know. I want to know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Um, okay, so they're uh, they're gonna go and check out Naboo. Uh, yeah. They land on Naboo and they're like, "All right." Yeah, one of my favorite parts is when uh, Jar Jar Binks says, uh, "We're going home." Yeah, we're going home. They're on their way. They're heading back. Charger's like, I should have never left. And he's mm-hmm. like, I can't wait to go back to Gunga City. He's like, oh, I keep forgetting that I'm banned. I'm not yeah. I'm not supposed to go back there. Uh, so they go back to Naboo, and Amidala's like, all right, so the problem is we have no army. Uh, we yeah. have no one who's going to be able to help us with this. We got to enlist She really the takes charge. She's running point on this whole uh, operation. Yeah. Uh, th- she's gonna like out herself. Uh, Padme is like uh, the queen thing. Like I need to step up here. This is the moment where she goes, "I am Amidala." Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Boss Nass is like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. I like this subterfuge into this." Yeah, well, because uh, yeah, because one of the other queens is talking, and like, oh, who said? Yeah, this? who is this? Who said this? And she's like, I'm the one. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so she's the she's the one. Uh and they're like, okay, we we can link up. We yeah, can do this. swear fealty to the Gungans. Yeah. Uh and like we used to be friends. We can be friends again. Mm, yeah. Me's liking this, yeah. is what he says. Yeah, he likes it because we be like friends. The Gungans really have a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. That they uh, they feel like uh, every everybody. Uh, oh, used to think are you so smart? Yeah. Used to think are you better than me? Yeah. And she's like, no, I just think that my house is super cool, and that you guys. Like, don't start that again. It's the old mm-hmm. rivalry of their uh, Gungan mm-hmm. cabin masters. Yeah, uh, and the Gungans agree to a like a not so great plan of that. Hey, basically. We need you to yeah. take the Gungan army to basically uh, die, <laughs> sacrifice yourself yep. as the decoy, uh, much like my Padme decoy. Yeah. Of uh, like to go. All her plans are about decoys, huh? Droids. Yeah. 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 And then uh, you, the, they'll chase your giant uh, army and only kill so many of your Gungans while we go and try to get the Viceroy. Okay, so this is going to lead us to the three-pronged attack, right? The final battle is here, and it's a three-step thing. 
Uh, and, and just to outline what the steps are, it's, it's Anakin's going to steal a, 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 a spaceship and go off with R2-D2 and blow up well, the thing. Well, that's not part of the plan, It's though. not part of the plan. It's not part of the plan, but it's what happens. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they don't really have a good plan to destroy. There isn't <laughs> one. It's very good that this little boy just decides to, like, go off into very space fortunate. and save the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's come, come a the long way from ship. needing to, like, travel through space in a blanket, you know? Yeah. Also, in hindsight, kind of impractical to have uh, the droids controlled by a ship, the entire army. Yeah, they got the whole... Uh, they're all, like, they only have, like, one router. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the one router on that one ship. They don't have mm-hmm. a backup router. Uh, so like it's, it's this three, the three different set pieces, or I guess it's four different set pieces. Yeah. There's four things going it's on. It's Anakin in space. It's the Gungans on the ground. It's Padme and Captain Panaka just like mm-hmm. running through the castle. And they have this very strange moment where they like, Batman grappling hook themselves up from yeah, like one level to another as they all stand mm-hmm. on this ledge very high above like the falls of Naboo. And it's like, how are you doing that? I would be mm-hmm. so scared standing on that ledge and you're all just walking out there. No problem. And it's like, oh, right. Deep CGI. Very serious green screen situation going on. And they're really just not acting towards that at all. Naboo. Yeah. It's just like a scale like hundred foot wall. Is that just like what they do? Like, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, big grappling enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100 foot marble wall. Is it a day that ends in Y? Yeah. So there's, you know, there's a lot going on. I don't know how, how beat by beat you want to go. Jar Jar sort of just like uh, bounces from like plasma ball to plasma ball and destroys a whole bunch of droids. So stupid. What, what are these things? It looks, uh, I mean, the whole, the whole scene, because there isn't a single human character in it is, you know, it, it's all like rendered and it, it looks, it looks, it doesn't look great by today's standards. Uh, it's very, it's Super very dumb. cartoony. It's a tough, it's a tough scene. I think if we were to, I don't Giant know, like, force field domes, blue balls flying around. Who you, understands anything that's happening? If you're to rank the four pieces of the final set piece, I think uh, for me, and then I'll I'll turn it to you. Duel the yeah. Fates, clear number one. I don't think sure. there's a question. Uh, and then I probably go like Anakin, Padme, Jar Jar. I think is probably how I break it down, but it's like, it's such an elite number one that everything else is in like some measure of just like totally like you're interrupting the good stuff. Yeah. Everything else is like, uh, pick your order of two, three, four, and then get your grappling hook and, yeah. and then jump up a thousand feet. And then that's where the, uh, Anik- uh Obi-Wan and, and Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon and- versus, uh, Darth Maul is. For you, where does Duel of the Fates rank for best lightsaber fights? Is this your favorite um, one? Is it up there? Yeah, I think it's up there. I mean, I think that uh, each of the prequels like has some uh, good stuff in terms of the lightsaber fights, especially compared to like the original trilogy of uh, lightsaber fighting, which is very static. Like, uh, you know, the stuff here in this movie is uh, so much night and day. When you're watching, uh, you know, Darth Vader fight Obi-Wan Kenobi in A New Hope, uh, I mean, it's like that they, they are like underwater right. in their uh, lightsaber fight and not like on their way to uh, the Gungan city. But this was, uh, you know, a really incredible uh, lightsaber fight here. Although I will say in the plasma factory, uh, one of the my gripes with the Star Wars universe is that in general, there nobody ever invented 
any guardrail. <laughs> yeah. In any, like, uh, with it's like very Star Wars unsafe. universe. Yes. It's like, uh, two things, uh, bottomless pits mm-hmm. up the wazoo. And then also no guardrails whatsoever on any bottomless pit. No railing. None. <laughs> nothing. No like retaining wall. No. It's just like, uh, we're going to have a lot of big open floor plans with just a no warning followed by infinite bottomless pits. Very dangerous. It's real. It's extraordinarily dangerous. Uh, I, I would have a hard time living in the Star Wars universe. I think I'd just be danger around every corner. There's also the, uh, the, like the, the little like red shield doors that, uh, are going to separate Qui-Gon and Darth Maul. What and is Obi-Wan. the point of that? What what do those do here? They at the pro- plasma factory. They pro- they provide obstacles to break up the tension in the fight. <laughs> yeah, and and raise more tension. Um, mm-hmm. That's I think that that's all that they're there for. But I'm sure that there's a practical purpose to it. Uh, yeah. I know that uh, Kevin Mahadeo is going to get on here at some point and talk about why Duel of the Fates is overrated. I'm glad Ooh. he's not here right now because I'm going to be here and say, I don't care. It might be. It might not be that great. But there's some stuff to it that I just love. It's just like nostalgic sense memory. The score is so great. John Williams killing it. Uh, Darth Maul, two, two, two sides of the lightsaber. You'd never seen that before. That was so cool. Darth Maul yeah. himself, Ray Park, really, really, really great. He's got the horny head. He's really super cool. Uh, there's like, Obi-Wan does like this weird little fake out maneuver with his head at one point during the Yoda, da, da, da. And then there's all the jumping. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. I love it. I think everything about it makes me, makes me very happy. Uh, watched this the other day and like, I unironically was just so thrilled to be watching yeah. Duel of the Fates again. Uh, it's really great. Um, does Qui-Gon know he's going to die, Josh? Uh, I like to, uh, I, at this point, like, I feel good about the idea that, like, Qui-Gon's not great about this, you know? And mm-hmm. so, like, he just kind of loses against Darth Maul. Yeah. I don't know. He sort of, like, he does, like, take a beat, uh, right before the force field goes down. And it seems like that I, I wonder, I've wondered this, like, oh, does he know that what's going to happen? And then, there is the line from in episode three where like right at the very end, it's sort of like yada yadas, uh, Yoda Yodas that Yoda tells Obi-Wan that, Hey, oh, by the way, uh, Qui-Gon's your been former, talking to us, yeah. yeah, your former master, um, that, uh, he's managed to figure out a way to communicate from the other side. Yeah. So in the same way that, you know, uh, and, and Obi-Wan and, and maybe Yoda like are able to perfect this and, 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 uh, spoiler alert for Luke. Uh, that they are able to sort of like die without actually having to be killed. Yeah. But it seems like though that, you know, Qui-Gon does take that beat there. And I wonder if like, if that was, you know, supposed to be setting that up. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, and he's like, he's like, I'm going to die so I can continue my side project. But like, he seems like he's pretty hyped on Anakin as the chosen mm-hmm. one. So for him to just yeah. like dip here feels like, uh, a, yeah, a pretty big gamble. Although, still messed up. That Force Ghost Qui Gon should be at the end of Return of the Jedi. That's and your I don't take. know if they do, if they don't have Liam Neeson's likeness uh, to be able to do that. I think they but, could just call him in if they wanted him there. So I don't think they wanted him there. Why can't he be there? He has no he has no connection to Luke. You know, only the people who are like. You know, it's, it's, so where is he? He was there, uh, just like doing something else the day yeah. the, the second Death Star blew up. He's elsewhere. Yeah, he's somewhere else. Mm. You know, maybe he's hanging out with Force Shmi. 
Well, I think that probably like he was probably getting so much uh, uh, doo doo from people for years of like, Qui-Gon, you moron. Everybody said, do not train this boy. And he's like, well, let's just see how it plays out, everybody. Let's just see. Maybe he'll do something. And then on the day Anakin Skywalker redeems himself. And then ultimately carries through. Maybe at that point, he's like, I don't want to be there because you guys have been dragging me across the coals. He should have come out, dropped lightsaber, boom. No, they all go home after the yub nubbing and uh, Qui-Gon's waiting for them. He's like, did you guys have a nice time? (laughs) We did. Yeah. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? All the fireworks all around the galaxy and everything Mm -hmm. and the yub nubbing and the Ewoks. You had a good time. And they're like, you did Qui-Gon. You have anything that you'd like to say? You were right, Qui Gon. I'm sure trying to. You know, sure. like I think that I can see that passive aggressive yeah. force goes Qui Gon. Uh, yeah, he gets killed. He gets stabbed, and yeah. then we get like the really cool, like uh, frenetic fight scene with Darth Maul yes. and Obi Wan is really fun. Really, really okay. great. So, Josh, Obi Wan Kenobi gets knocked down, and he's like hanging on for his dear life by his fingernails. Then, yeah, yeah, and then uh, then Darth Maul, like uh, he's just, like t- like toying with him. He kicks his lightsaber down the bottomless pit. Yes, and then he's like swinging his lightsaber over there. And so, all right, so Obi Wan Kenobi, he's going to pull himself up, flip out of that thing, and then ultimately strike down Darth Maul. I have to say, Darth Maul, bad job by he, he, Darth Maul he here. He biffed it. He biffed it he pretty totally hard biffed. here he's on a couple like, of levels. Yeah, he's standing there like uh, Carlos Beltran in the 2006 NLCS just watches I, Obi-Wan Kenobi I go right past him yeah. and just is like, yeah. like, huh? Yeah, yeah. And then... Well, he shouldn't have been doing uh, this. He shouldn't have been doing like the Sparks game, right? Like he, like, so, so he, he force pushed Obi-Wan into yeah. the pit. And so now yeah. Obi-Wan, who was on his feet and was able to get force pushed, is now yeah. hanging on to this like, this like weird ball that doesn't have like many natural grooves to it. It doesn't appear. Mm-hmm. Certainly nothing that's like you're going to be able to hang on to that for too long because you've got nothing by your feet sees. And he hangs on to that, uh, until he's able to like force throw himself back up. Darth Maul force pushing Obi-Wan to the pit should be able to just go to the edge of the pit and then just like force push him down further. You would think so. Why yeah. even bother with the sparks? Uh, or so that's, take that's, his, how about this? Take his lightsaber and use the force and cut Obi-Wan's arms yeah, off. Yeah, cut the, cut the fingers. There's a million or like, things he could have done. He's or just like, like, yeah, he could just uh, like lift it up in the air and then just like sort of like, uh, like a, like one of those like arms that you go yeah. to get like the candy from the machine. Like just go and like do that. Yeah. But Obi-Wan Kenobi flips over and you just want, and the thing that's so crazy about this, Josh, is that when you watch in episode three, okay? Yeah. The, the roles are reversed. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi is above Anakin. And what does he tell him? He's like, I got Don't the high ground. Do it. Yeah. I've got the high ground. Well, that's because he's been thinking. He'd been thinking about this for years. He's like, Darth Maul yeah. really screwed this up. <laughs> yeah. He could. The, the, the Darth Maul. Should have done I should not, Kenobi what Obi Kenobi does to Anakin. I should not be here. Is like Obi Wan's <laughs> whole thing. It's like I should be really very dead. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I fought this one guy one time who totally screwed it up. Uh, so he knows what to do when he has the high ground. Like it's a no brainer. Like he's thought he's like mm-hmm. VR'd that a million times. So yeah, bad job by it's not good. Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, Anakin Skywalker. He's able to fly the the. 
the the Nubian ship yeah. into the droid control ship. And somehow I how does this happen? Um that this seems like a a major security flaw. Like when mm-hmm. we talk about like the Death Star, like okay, we gotta like shoot inside this port and the thing's gotta go around the corner. It's just like, oh yeah, well, let's just leave the garage door open for the hangar bay. And then when there's like an explosion, like, uh, like uh, our defenses are impenetrable. Like, yeah, well, also you have like the, you've left the garage door open and ships are flying in right. and, blo- and just blowing things up. Right. You're old, just blew up your whole thing. He's a very talented young boy. You know, mm-hmm. he's a sweet eight-year-old boy who knows how to fly really well. And he just, he's like, he's, I think he does a lot of things where like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just feel the force and I just go with it. And so like the midichlorians are like, this way. Mm-hmm. So he just follows that. Yeah. And then also Viceroy gets completely got. I clear. love how he gets pastored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amidala comes in and then they're like, we have you now. And then a different Amidala is like, oh, wait. That I'm over here and they're like, oh, get them. And then, and then Natalie Portman's like, sorry, idiots. That was Kira Knightley. Yeah. Time I'm to Natalie negotiate Portman. a new treaty, idiots. Yeah. And so they get him. So they, the Darth Maul is, is gone. Qui Gon is dead. He makes Obi Wan say, train him. So he's gonna. Uh, mm-hmm. Anakin saved everybody. The, it looked bad for the Gungans for a minute. They made it out okay. Uh, and then uh, uh, Sheev Palps shows up. And uh, in his final act in the Star Wars film franchise, at least, Captain Panaka really sasses the crap out of the Viceroy. I guess you can kiss that Trade Federation franchise goodbye. Uh, but not that's really. It. Like, they still have it. No, they come back and, yeah. yeah. They're going to, again, another thing that eight-year-old Anakin's going to have to grow up and fix. Because uh, mm-hmm. he'll, take, he'll take them out later on. Uh, yeah. And Palpatine uh, tells the little baby Anakin, like, oh, you seem pretty cool. I uh, will watch your career with great interest. Mm-hmm. That's what he tells mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Obi Wan's gonna meet up with uh, with with Yoda. Like even mm-hmm. Yoda came. All the Jedi came because they're like, "This was a big deal. We should all be here." Well, why did you all just come in the first place? Yeah. It's all been there. Uh, and Yoda and Obi Wan are gonna talk, and Yoda's like, "All right." Uh, so Obi-Wan, you didn't do the trials to become a Jedi, but you are clearly a badass, so you're just now a Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow, you got to just, like, uh, skip a grade. It's like the Doogie Howser. Uh, mm-hmm. So good good for for future old Ben. And Obi-Wan's <laughs> like, uh, so also, I'm going to train the kid. And they're like, no. And Obi-Wan's like, but I'm gonna. And for whatever mm-hmm. reason, Yoda's just like, okay. They don't really, they don't really sell it. They don't really sell exactly why uh, he's going to do that. Yeah, Yoda came around on it. Big he mistake. wore him down. He wore him down. Yeah, uh, he eventually just was able to be like, "All right, fine." Um, at the funeral, it's Qui Gon's funeral. Uh, yeah, why is he? Why are we having a funeral for Qui Gon? Is that the question? <laughs> no, no. Uh, don't you think? Like, uh, did we need to have a v- public burning of Qui Gon's body? Like, don't you think that this was like a little intense for an eight-year-old to watch? Of like, okay, <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's what? Like, I would like. I would norm- normally. I would say yes. Normally, I would say yes. But this kid's been pod racing. He's been watching people so. like explode every other day. Uh, yeah, I guess so. He steps um, onto a like, pod racing circuit, like, Rob, with with twenty people, and only nineteen yeah. of them are going to walk out of there alive. <laughs> like when Padme dies. Okay, we she gets like a state funeral. Uh, Qui Gon dies. It's like all right, everybody gather around. We're going to burn the body. Yeah. 
Yeah. Everybody watch watch the body burn. I don't think this is this is not too intense for Anakin for both the pod racing reason and also yeah he destroyed the droid army but he also like by destroying yeah. that ship he's already uh killed hundreds of people yeah. right on that ship like including that they've gone up the ventilation sure. shaft guy. I'm just saying uh burn body seems like more of a closed casket job. Probably, but they've got their thing, you know, they've got like, their reasons. Yeah. Like uh, uh, cremation, I feel like they typically do that offsite. That's yeah. like, no, 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 everybody, let's gather around. Yeah, let's watch uh, the 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 burning corpse of Qui Gon. Yeah, uh, we luckily we saw this part at the beginning. I mean, yeah. imagine like we come back, you know, ten minutes later of this <laughs> this <laughs> completely charred corpse of yeah. uh, Qui Gon that we're all staring at. It's a glimpse into Anakin's own future, though. You know, this is what's so. going to happen to him in Return yeah. of the Jedi. Uh, yeah. So get ready, buddy. Uh, meanwhile, Mace Windu and Yoda are like talking during the funeral, which is a little disrespectful. Uh, yeah. And they're like, so Sith Lords, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we should probably talk about this afterwards, but, but it is a big deal. Uh, and they're like, OK, well, with Sith, there's only two. There's the master and there's the apprentice. So which one? Who did we get? Who got got? Is mm-hmm. it the Master of the Apprentice? And the camera just like pans across the room and lands on Sheev, who then just like looks at the camera. And is like, you're probably wondering how I got here. Uh, <laughs> just, just like winks, just looks directly into the camera. Mm-hmm. It me. I'm mm-hmm. the fan. It's me. I'm the Phantom Menace. Don't tell. He sucks so much. Sheev? Yeah. Do you like Emperor Palpatine, though? No, I hate him. Yeah, I love him. I love him. Great character. They really I shouldn't have brought him back, but mm-hmm. he's very fun. In I don't know. Did you watch any of the Lego Star Wars stuff? Not really. No. Did you watch the the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special? No. You should watch it. It's really fun. Well, maybe we can so, do that. I would love to do that. That sounds fun. Uh, my kids watch a ton. Of, it's actually like all of the Lego Star Wars stuff. It's it's really well done. It's very funny. There's a lot of really smart jokes. Like it's not for like little kids like it, but that they do like really, really smart jokes and they talk about like, uh, things that are sort of like, they, they are very much like making fun of things that happen in the, uh, the movies. That's great. And you know, that they play on like tropes in the film. So all of the, like anything that's Lego Star Wars. I love uh, that. It, that it's fun. all on Disney plus. It's really, really fun. That's great. Yeah. I'd love to check that out. We should talk about mm-hmm. that at some point. That sounds fun. We'll find mm-hmm. we'll find a spot for that, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh big celebration. And Boss Nash just like owns it, right? Like the yeah. the Gungans know how to party. They've got great music. They're blasting. The streets are great. Uh, another costume change for not just Padme, but also Anakin. Everybody. He's shaved yeah, his head, Anakin, he's got the thing. They give him a makeover. Yeah. They did that quick. I didn't think that he yeah. had the hair for that. Do they have the eight-year-old Jedi uniform on Naboo, or they, they brought Yoda it? Maybe yeah. they brought it. Yoda's like, you could borrow one of mine. You can. Yeah. Uh, so maybe he's just sure wearing Yoda's the spare. ponytail. Also, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't think that the bowl cut really lended itself to such a swift transition to the Padawan braid, but here we are, and he's mm-hmm. looking the part. Mm-hmm. He's hanging out with Obi Wan, and there's just absolutely zero chemistry between these characters because they've spent no time together in this movie. Um, but you know where they're going, so it's intense, I guess, mm-hmm. to some extent. Uh, and then Boss Nass, uh, Boss Nass, Captain Tarples, and Jar Jar Binks, uh, <laughs> occupying the Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca spot here, 
right? To like get the medals at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who do you got in a fight? If you got to put those three in, it's three on three. It's Luke, Han, and Chewie versus Jar Jar, Boss Nass, and Captain Tarples. Who do you got? Who's, mm. who, do you put, who are you Who are you putting your credits on? I think I'm going with the OG yeah. trilogy. Yeah, I think I'll go with the Gungans. The Gungans take the plasma ball. Uh, really, Boss Nass does, and he just lifts it up into the air. He goes, yay! <laughs> and that's it. it right to his head. They shouldn't have yeah. given it to him. Yeah, he's putting it. He's putting it on his wall. I think mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really. Rem- I think you see Boss Nass uh, at the state funeral in episode three, right? Uh, for Padme. I think he is there. You're right. Yeah. I think he is there. So otherwise, I don't think you really see him again. <laughs> not not to my memory. Is he? I don't know if he's in Clone Wars. I haven't gotten there. If he is, uh, but I love Boss Nass, and that's that's the Phantom Menace. The the movie ends and the music comes back, and that's one prequel down. Yeah. Um, Prequel power rankings. Where is this for you? Or I mean, right now of the of the one we've watched, this is number one. Yeah, it's number one. It's the I'd worst like to movie rank, of the I'd, I'd like prequels. to rank your. I'd like to rank your Star Wars movies as we go. So right sure. now, it's by default number one. It's it's number one that they could. There's like you know 45 minutes to an hour of good stuff in here in this like two hour and 15 minute joint. You know that there yeah. is some good. But there's just a lot of dreck that yes. is here in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Max Shrek. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I cannot separate myself from it because I've seen this movie so many times. I, yeah. I have. I've lost all ability to be objective about it. I don't have it in me. I, I. I know that there's a lot wrong here. A lot wrong, and I. I have a. I, I just like. I kind of like. I can't. Stu- I can't help mm-hmm. but like watch it anytime it's on. I can't yeah. help but miss it when I spend too much time away. Even the bad stuff, like I have to watch. So let me uh, ask you this. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking about this recently of like, was this a misfire in terms of like, okay, they had three movies to sort of tell the Anakin Skywalker backstory. Did they uh, make the mistake of, okay, we're going to start off with Anakin as an eight-year-old, yeah, of, or should they have picked up the story like with the Hayden Christensen? Yeah, uh, I think character? so. I, I, and maybe if you want in flashback, you could have told the story of what happened on Tatooine. Yeah, I mean, I know that a lot of people who who've gone really deep into Clone Wars have said that Clone Wars uh, fixes the prequels, and like you get to spend so much time with Anakin at that age of him, like in like sort of like the adult mode before he becomes Darth Vader. That like, and there's a lot of really great, compelling stories to be told with him there, and that's that's great. And I'm having a really good time watching that stuff, and I'm excited yeah. to like get into where it really supposedly picks up because I'm still like a relatively early in into the run. Uh, but I could see the potential for it for sure. That being said, like I I do think like in a in a in a more perfect world, which we obviously do not live in for a thousand reasons. Uh, I think that the prequels are structurally different and you probably start with Attack of the Clones and swaths of like the Clone Wars canon. Mm -hmm. That's episode two. Like, I think like the Clone Wars should be the whole thing. The fact that there's really no Clone Wars content at all in episode one, I think probably like you're cutting out one of the legs of the table. You know, like I think that's like it's going to be really hard to recover from that. Everything with Naboo and the Senate, all, all of that stuff is just so inconsequential. Like I feel in the like long if run, it's if, really if, useless. Yeah. yeah. If if I was going to do like some director's cut of this, it's basically like everything with Anakin and Qui Gon and going in, cut out the pod race, yada yada that. Yeah. And then 
go to the uh, Anakin at the Jedi Council, and then uh, Duel of the Fates, yes. and you know, get in and out of there in 35 minutes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Topher Grace allegedly did a big supercut, like an edit of the prequels. Oh. Uh, this is like the uh, Hollywood urban legend. Uh, that mm-hmm. to- not even an urban legend. Like it's a, it's it's like a, a thing that a, an elite few have seen. That Topher yeah. Grace did, has done an edit of the prequels down to like a seventy minute experience or like a two hour movie or something like that. All three of them, people love it. Okay, so, I'd be curious uh, to check that out. I'd like to see. I'd like to know. Yeah, does okay. Duel of the Fates make the cut or does that get left on? I mean, it doesn't really have a point in a shorter version of this. So I bet you don't even get that. Yeah, how could they cut it out? Because uh, it doesn't part. I yeah, mean, but it doesn't matter if you're doing like a supercut of the whole thing. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that smells stinking with. <laughs> yeah. Is that a Jar Jar soundboard? The internet yeah, just provides. Yeah, I was looking. I was looking for that of uh, all all uh, Jar Jar stuff. <laughs> That's great. Ah, moi, moi. That's great. That's great. I didn't know that existed. I really what? the only the only soundboard that I'm used to is the Schwarzenegger one. It's my favorite. I love the Schwarzenegger soundboard. <laughs> Do you ever mess yeah. around with that? I've messed around with many soundboards in my day. I think I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna bring a Schwarzenegger soundboard back. I think we need that. You just um, have it on all the post show recaps. Yeah, you'll have to guide me through sometime offline. How do I do the soundboarding? Because I'll, no I'll get I'll get into that game. Um, yeah. This is this is the end of our Phantom Menace coverage. You and I we'll mm-hmm. we'll check back in with you again What's in a few weeks. The rest of the slate looking like so. The rest of the slate look is looking like this. Uh, next week. Uh, the Mando crew of Kevin Mahadeo and Latanya Starks are going to be joining me next week to give their takes on The Phantom Menace. The week after that's a feedback show. We're going to get into all the feedback from the two podcasts, from the movie, everything that you guys got. Uh, Rob, I'll make sure that somebody jots down a bunch of the questions that you had along the way. I'll get answers. Right. I'll get answers to that. Uh, and uh, chicanery shall ensue on the feedback show. Good. And then we're and then we're back, you and me, back to talk Attack of the Clones. So it's a couple weeks on Phantom Menace still to go. We're gonna hang out here on Naboo, uh, Rob's favorite place in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll I, we'll have to come back to Naboo next month, Rob. But that's with, fine with a a different haircut and yeah. a little bit older, a little bit wiser. I recently watched episode two. How, how often do you watch these movies? Pretty often. Because the kids uh, watch kids, them a lot? My kids watch them a lot right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how many times a week would you say you watch a Star Wars? I mean, there's been one on reliably for the last couple of weeks. You know, Like we every watch, day. We watched all of, you know, Mando season two together and we're watching yeah. a lot of the Star Wars movies lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rob, this, is, uh, this has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, has anybody talked about how uh, uh, can I give a Mando spoiler did you talk yeah. about this on the Mando podcast well alright quick uh, quick warning a, Mando spoilers a, Mando yes, spoilers potentially Mando incoming spoiler for the end of uh, season 2 okay. if you want to get out uh, so get out of here if you, if you haven't watched yeah. it yet some Mando season 2 spoilers I've, coming your I've way people talked about how uh, Bib Fortuna really let himself go yeah people have talked about that yeah. I think like the idea is like it's the power of the throne that job is that what the, it is? Yeah, because there's a bunch of huts that are like really strong and powerful, and they're not all like uh, slovenly yeah. like Job of the Hut. So it's like how many years after Jedi is uh, Mandalore? I feel like, I it's, think like a what, couple, like a year or two. Yeah, a couple, couple. Yeah, you know, somewhere, somewhere between like two and five, I would guess. I don't yeah. know exactly. 
yeah. so, so it didn't go great. I, for I was bit. just reminded of that because you see like the young Svelte uh, Bib Look, Fortuna. As a, as as a, somebody who balloons himself, my my heart goes out to Bib Fortuna. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I think Jabba's throne would do a number on me. Because uh, mm-hmm. I'm in I'm in such good shape right now that I think uh, on Jabba's throne it would it would be tough. It would be tough. Yeah, you love Bib Fortuna. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Fortuna. Yeah. No, he's good. He's good. Got rid of, <laughs> got rid of him too like easy. I don't teeth. Teeth are yeah. too sharp. Yeah, they're sharp. It'd be concerned. Probably good for eating, though. Seems like a biter. Yeah. Yeah, it gets through. You know, probably doesn't have to fork and knife a lot of stuff. You're just like fork, bite. Mm-hmm. Who, needs, who needs a knife when your teeth are that sharp? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's a conversation for another time. Bib Fortuna not, not coming up again for many, many months. Uh, as we have a long yeah, time to I go before like we get from there. the end of Return of the Jedi to uh, to to now, he got like the real yeah. reverse glow up. I feel like yeah, I think that's right. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a different it's a different guy playing Bib Fortuna in Phantom Menace when you see him for like five seconds next to Jabba. Oh. Uh, did they get original Bib Fortuna? No, for I think they Mando? got a, no. It's it's the one from Phantom Menace, I believe. Okay, yeah. Um, Rob, tell us about the stand. So I'm talking about the stand, and so and the reason why I also like in the stand that people like uh, it, there's a uh, horrible super flu that has taken over the whole wor- world, and it's it's very like uh, graphic that people get like this like very bulbous neck, and the re- and the thing that I get reminded of in the stand is Bib that people look like the very let go Bib Fortuna when <laughs> yeah. they die on the stand but jessica lisa and i are talking about the stand and it's been very interesting for uh, you know people that uh followed uh, the 1994 miniseries and also uh read the book where there has been uh like a good and bad from the uh 2020 reboot of the stand over on uh, cbs all access uh, yeah, I have been very happy to see that people are a enjoying the stand podcast coverage and that you and Jess are enjoying it as much as you are yeah. and that I don't have to watch it and, and that you guys can watch it. it well, it is very imperfect. You know, yes. the thing that's been interesting for me is like, uh, I sort of like, this was like a very like important, uh, story f- for me. Like when, yeah. I, when I first like, uh, saw it and read the book and then I had not thought about these characters in about 25 years. And then uh, it's just interesting to have them uh, back back in my life in some way. Yeah. Yeah, Flooding back. Yeah. Uh, Baby, can you dig your pod? It's a righteous pod. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And I I know in Toto getting a lot of views. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That's a, that's a thing. It's just, it's, it's very interesting, you know, for, for better or for worse. Yeah. That uh, what, what they're trying to do on uh, the stand. Definitely some, uh, some uh, hits and some misses. But uh, they're taking some big swings. What's happening over at RHAP for the people who are just chilling here on post show and don't know what you've got going on on your side of the aisle? Oh, uh, we got a lot going on with we've ranked all of the seasons of Survivor. We did a fan poll. We had over 2,400 submissions so ranking all 40 of the Survivor seasons. We're going through one a week. Uh, this week, we're talking about the 39th best season of Survivor, which is Redemption Island. And so we're going through that uh, every week. Another season we're talking about. Also, uh, this month I'm talking about Kid Nation, uh, which I had never watched, which is, uh, speaking of, you know, uh, eight year olds, questionable decisions in the desert. Uh, that is also going on on Kid Lines Nation. Up. Yeah. Uh, how would Anakin Skywalker do on Kid Nation? Well, he seems to be like a tinkerer. Yeah. So he's a hardworking kid. 
uh, I think he would probably do very well. I think he would get a gold star. Yeah. Gold star for Anakin. Gold star for you, Rob. Talking through Phantom Menace. We did kicking it. This, kicking this thing off. A long time to go. We got a long time to go here in the Phantom Menace. We got a long time to go here on Star Wars on the podcast. Got so many other podcasts happening on post-show recaps. We don't even know what to do with all of them. Our podcast, midi-chlorians, are off the charts. I don't think the midi-chlorians count for podcasts. We don't deal in midis too often. More <laughs> like uh, .waves or .mp3 chlorians. Yeah, uh, different types of chlorians that we're dealing with here. Uh, find out all about what's going on in Post Show Recap. Subscribe to the main feed. You can check us out on the Twitters, at Post Show Recaps. You can subscribe to the Patreon, where we got a ton of exclusive fun stuff happening. Patreon.com slash Post show recaps. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Sesternino. I am at Round Howard, like Ron Howard, but rounder. Send us your feedback for this podcast. Star Wars at postshowrecaps.com. And with that all said, Corey B, take us away. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.